255, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we pull off one hell of a hat trick in Backward Momentum. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a weird hockey play. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a hat trick is a hockey thing, Mike. Yeah, it's true. I, you didn't have to explain wait, it. Wait, wait, is, is a hat trick only a hockey term? I think it's... I think it's uh, I've used it for everything. I've always assumed that it was just when you do three of something. It's a hat trick. I know they use it in hockey a lot, but is that where it originated from? Do you know? Now you got me. Now, you <laughs> now, got me, now you're all now fucked you got me, up. Now you got me fucked up. No, I think that uh, I I think it originated in hockey. Okay. Because everybody would take off their toque and fucking you know whip oh. it whip it at the ice. The, the old hat trick. Oh, I don't know if it's. I, I don't. Get it. I now get I want. Now I want to find out. Okay. And okay. I will. Well, please do. Yes, I will. Do you think maybe it comes from like old British times where if you did something like three times in a row, they took off their hat and they're like, cheerio. Cheerio, mate. And then, then put their hat back on. It's a hat <laughs> trick. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that that's actually uh, where that comes from. Uh, lo- oh, hey. Nope. What do we got? You're Look. right. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding me. A hat trick or hat trick is the achievement of a generally positive feat three times in a game or another achievement based on the number three. The term first appeared in 1858 in cricket. Oh, my gourd. <laughs> Look at me go. To describe H.H. H. Stevenson taking three wickets with three consecutive deliveries. He watched Wicket three times? Yeah. John Whoa. John Wicket. John. He watched John Wicket three times in three days. What the fuck is John Wicket? It, it's the English version of John Wick. Oh. Where he, where he, <laughs> just, where he just walks around being polite to everybody that killed his dog. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cheer, pip, pip. Cheerio. Wish, wish you didn't kill my dog, mate. <laughs> Let's have a pint. <laughs> Let's have a pint. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, that's your history lesson for the day. That's your history lesson. Don't and say, and don't, it is accurate. Don't, and don't question us. Don't say you never learned nothing here. That's absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Now, next time you go to jolly old England and you're watching a cricket game. Oh, it's cricket. Have the you f- ever Have you ever watched cricket? No. Dude, it is so... <laughs> I don't ever so, want to. It's bonkers. They were, they were, well, okay. I, I, I feel like I, I don't know this for sure, but mm-hmm. I feel like I do because most things involving England probably, uh, probably follow this, this particular set of, uh, uh, guidelines. You this have, game you have, you was, to drink three pints this game was anything? made up when somebody was just fucking chiffaz. Yeah. Yeah. They that, had that to That sounds be. about right. They had to be because the game is ridiculous. So let's, and take, then, let's and take a baseball bat and flatten it. Flatten it, and then hey, it, the, like have you ever seen the way the and they call the pitcher the bowler? <laughs> what? 
It's probably because they had Come a guy. Come on, guys. You're mixing, they, up your, you're mixing up your sports. It's probably because they had a guy throwing the ball, right? And but the only guy they could find was a professional bowler. <laughs> so he was the bowler. And so, and so they're like, they're trying to get him to throw it overhand. And he just does this like, because I guess they kind of do like, they, they do like a, an approach the way a bowler would up okay. to the lane. Okay. But then they do like a little hop, skip, and a jump. And then they throw it in a really this weird. sounds more like a softball thing. No, 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 okay, no. So I know softball is more straightforward. No, have you? You've never watched cricket? I've never watched. Dude, it. look it up no. and just watch a the match. The only, the only exposure to cricket that I have uh, is the same exposure to cricket that I had when I was like ten, mm-hmm. and that is Raphael mentioning yeah. it when Casey Jones pulls out a cricket bat. Cricket. <laughs> is it a Jose Canseco bat? Tell see, me you didn't pay for that. So you gotta know what a crumpet is <laughs> before you know no, how to play cricket. cricket. So good. Um, uh, Ninja Turtles teaching the youth. Just teaching the youth. Just look up cricket and and watch a match. No, isn't it like four days long? Yes. Yeah. No. So I'm not set gonna do aside that. four days. That's the longest YouTube video ever. Get yourself some. Get yourself some English bevies. Okay. And uh, and so watch like, a match like a pib or, or pims. And we'll get, your, get yourself a pims. No, I mean like a beer. Obviously, you don't want to just pims. sit around drinking pims. Not a beer. You don't want to. No, pims is a liqueur. Oh, it's a pims party. Only mate. time I've ever had pims is when Greg made that disgusting hot spiced pims thing when we played broomball. So you knew place. that pims wasn't a beer. No, I thought it was a beer that he just. I thought they just did stuff to it. <laughs> it's like I thought they molested the beer <laughs> like with spices and heat. Oh, I'm gonna do stuff to you. No, dude. No, Pims is a liqueur. I liked it. I actually liked it when Greg made it with I, all the spices and stuff, oh, and we was... drank it when we were playing broomball. Yeah, I thought it was disgusting. Dude, it was so good. No, it wasn't. Wasn't my cup of tea. You're crazy, dude. No, nah, no. Nah. Because it's like orange, but clove too. I just see. I don't like clove. That's why. You I don't, don't like clove. I don't like clove. I'm not a big clove fan. So you know. So you didn't smoke cloves when we were younger. No, I was not cool enough. <laughs> I I wasn't smoking around the time when cloves were super cool, <laughs> and then by the time I did smoke. Nobody smoked cloves anymore except for Katie. Cloves are like so, cloves are like smoking a firework that tastes like scene kids. Does that make sense? I don't know how to take that. <laughs> when you smoke them, they they pop. They snap. I didn't, I didn't make a habit of smoking scene kids. Have you ever smoked? Well, no, not not smoking. Now scene I know kids. what you did. It's like smoking a. Hall. It's like smoking a firework that tastes like scene kids, and I'm assuming you've tasted a scene kid before. Uh, a couple. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. you know what I'm talking about, yeah. then. Um, have you ever had a clove clo- uh, at all? No, not a clove cigarette. The no. D- the Dijon Blacks, the black cigarettes that nope. everybody thought they nope. were so cool, including me smoking. Nope. That time and that time has passed me, bro. That time has passed me. You'll never know the pleasures. You'll never know the deep pleasures. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. Show. What the, whoa, what's going on? Oh, so, um, if this episode sounds a little bit weird, uh, a little echoey more than normal, it's because uh, this is our last episode in Studio Two. The end of an era. Studio B is closing. Studio <laughs> Studio C relocated in the hangar of Jets Leather. Damn straight. That's what you should call your basement, by the way. Oh, the hangar. The hangar. Damn. Dude, Because it works on, like, you know, two different levels. Right. Which is pretty deep. It works on three, actually. Does it? What are your two? Like, uh, the hangar for a jet. Yeah. And also a place to hang out. Oh. Then it works on four. <laughs> What else? You also, you know, have your washer and dryer down there where you hang clothes. I don't hang clothes down there. Oh, well, never mind. So that doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. But I do hang brain. 
Oh, oh, there <laughs> so it is. I guess there, it does work on at least three levels. And can we do all three of them when we move to your place? Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. The triple hanger. Oh, yeah. They the call na- it the triple hanger. The naked recording process is coming <laughs> back, baby. Haven't done that since Jay's. Mm. God, what a good time that was, Not too. true. I've worn my kilt here once without uh, <clears throat> without anything underneath it, and I was definitely hanging brain. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. we got to get you a kilt. <laughs> That's the answer to this. We got to get you a kilt. I'm not. Listen, if I get a kilt, it's going to be a real kilt, not a lounge okay, kilt. That's fine. That's cool. Or just one of my wife's skirts. Or <laughs> do you think that's how it started? <laughs> like, like somebody forgot to do laundry, so this dude just grabbed his wife's skirt. Yeah, it's not a skirt. It's a kilt. Oh God, that's it. That's the Scottish. That's, that's the Scottish accent. You, you. Oh, no, that wasn't you Scottish. That was just not. That was just something. Yeah, that was, was just some guy wearing his wife's yeah, skirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just the way the guy talks. That was that was. There's no thought behind that. <laughs> oh man, but, what um, have you been up to? Uh, packing. As I was saying, my place is empty. Yeah, it's well, at least it's getting there. It's uh, quite a few boxes over there. Yeah, yeah, quite a few. My, uh, I'm gonna give myself a hernia moving my movie collection because I put the entire collection in six boxes. Which is ridiculous <laughs> if you've ever seen my entire collection. I don't, I'm not helping you carry that bottom one out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's like 150 pounds. Did, you know, the that's bottom. Why, that's why I stole that from work. Oh, I was going to say, you know, the bottom's just going to bust out. No, right? I'm going to turn it up on its side. It's it's so tightly packed that I can just put it on its side and nothing's going to shift. So I'm just going to do that. But I'm not moving it more than once. That's for sure. It's going on the truck and then it's coming off the truck into my house. That, uh, that, um, that dolly's called the Liberator. That's yeah, pretty badass, right? I guess, except for there's also a sex pillow called the Liberator. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, you put the pillows on that. On that, <laughs> and then you can, and then you can push her around your apartment while you're liberating. Or, or if you're really cool and fancy, and you have a lot of money, yeah. you can pay someone to push you and your girl around. On oh, it. nice. You know that that's that's what, it's like a like a buggy. It's like a horse and carriage. Just it's like a rickshaw. Way more sexy. It's like a rickshaw. It's a dickshaw. It's a dickshaw. It's a dick's raw. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh but, god, uh, what's yeah. wrong with us? Yeah, no. Well, the uh the only thing I've had going on is is uh is right there. You have a the most handsome box in your entire apartment is that tall one right there. Ironically, it just looks like it came from my work. Uh, it does. The Reverend. The re- the Reverend. Uh it it uh it contained my new bias. You know you know bias? You know cuz I like to slap at the bias. Is it a uh, a large mouth? Oh, uh, it's a <laughs> no way. It's a rock bass. It's a. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, uh, it's a good joke. Come on, it's a, a good one. I got a new bass guitar. Oh yeah, and that's pretty much all I've been doing for like the last four or five and days. You, and you finally got one that matched your uh, your personal life. It's a short neck. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're missing. You're missing about three levels on it, right? Yeah, it's, is it three? Is it three frets? Yeah, it's. Well, it's no. It has all the same frets. It's just four inches shorter than the rest, hmm. which is you know. So how does that? So how does l- that actually work then? Pretty though? accurate. How does that work? How would that? Like I okay. I, I'm not. I'm not smart when it comes to instrumentation, right? So like knowing how scales work on a neck and all that is a bit beyond me. Yeah. But it seems to me that if you had the same amount of frets, but on a shorter bass. Is it different strings too? Do the, the strings the resonate? The frets would be smaller. Well, yeah, is that but, what you're but, getting but, at? But yeah, where that's the but, whole point but of it. Where sh- you would push on the string though would then be a different note. No. So are the strings different to match the nope. shorter? Same neck? strings. I'm confused. Same strings, less tension. 
Okay. Same strings, less tension. That's so. <clears throat> so the tension makes up then for. So if you hit third fret on the new one, it's gonna sound exactly the same as hitting the third fret on. Yeah. Your old bass. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay. And it's got it has twenty one frets. Okay. Uh, but they're just they're spaced. I got twenty one best frets. <laughs> They've come here to help me write. That's an awesome oh, callback yeah. oh, that yeah. nobody's gonna understand. Not nope, but it made you laugh. And that's <clears throat> all like that matters. That. Um, yeah, it's just the frets are s- spaced uh, more tightly, mm-hmm. so it kind of feels like cheating because because okay. I, I can play a lot faster on it. That's cool, though. which is dope. Who cares? So uh, so those, yeah, get those sweet MXPX walking <clears throat> bass lines down. Well, she's a chick. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and then coincidentally, the day that I got the bass, uh, even though, even Whoa. though, what? Whoa. What? Do you remember the old school, I think it's the old school Fago commercials? I think. they. It's the exact same bass line because like the, uh, tell me if I'm wrong on this. The the vocals in was like, Lem- lemon and grape, watermelon too. No, it's Dum Dums. It's the Dum Dums commercial. What? The suckers. The fuck are you? Lemon and grape, watermelon too. Cream soda. <laughs> Dude, you don't remember this? That's not a real thing. Yes, it no, it's not. Oh, I swear it is. Shut up. Oh my no, god. That's not a real thing. I swear to God it is. You're gonna have to look it up. But I will. I, don't I absolutely believe you will. That that's a real thing. I also sorry if I sound like someone's like stepping on me and I'm squeaking. I lost my voice a little bit earlier today, so oh you sorry. It, it is what it is. Maybe it was from inhaling the uh inhaling the fumes of rotten shrimp. Uh, it could be. Could be. <laughs> So yeah. Mike, so Mike cooks shrimp last week, and then leaves his house for a week. <laughs> no, no, you missed the, the best sh- part. You missed the best part. In the shells I are- cooked. I cooked shrimp last week. Promptly got food poisoning. Promptly, promptly. Like last week's show when we were recording it, I was straight up shitting myself like, the Mike entire was, time. Mike was excusing himself every twenty minutes. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> um, yeah, trying to like get shit out of my freezer. You know, eat stuff up before I move here. Apparently, don't eat the. Six month old shrimp that's Don't in your eat the shrimp. <laughs> and then proceeds to leave the shells in a little in a little uh what I do thought, you call that thing? Uh, garbage. But it's the thing that hangs on the side of your counter. Brain. What? <laughs> the little thing that hangs It's a it's a clip on garbage can for and like, you know, like, you know yeah. some people have those fancy holes in their countertops so they can just push the garbage into. Yeah. It's basically that. It just yeah. hangs off the, the side of the counter. <laughs> and then Mike left it in there. Couldn't fi- he like took his garbage out earlier, thinking, "Oh man, my garbage stinks," and then the smell wouldn't go away. That's what happens when you leave shrimp shells sitting around I, for a I week. I thought that I threw them away. Apparently, I did not. Woof. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Though. I've barely been home the last week. I've been out at her place pretty much all the time. So, just uh, you're whipped. No, nah, it's not that I'm whipped. I just like, you know, sex. <laughs> I think that's the definition of being whipped. <laughs> Uh, oh yep, man! Yep, All right. Yep. Well, anyway, speaking of God's mistakes, I consider you getting laid a mistake by God. Oh, that's <laughs> depressing. Let's get into some corrections from last week. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Correction number one: I am not God's mistake. You, well, f- you fucking asshole. It's debatable. Yeah, God, you're right. I didn't say that you were God's mistake. I said that you having sex with anybody is God's mistake. Mm. Mm. And I feel like Kristen would agree with me. <laughs> Certainly hope the architect doesn't listen to this anymore. 
I don't think he ever did, but uh, I think we're safe. I think but. he knows the score by this point, dude. <laughs> Probably. Um, in fairness, he did architect this whole thing together. It was yeah. kind of his fault. Yeah. So he's got only got him to blame. I, f- I feel like this was more of a cobbling, really. <laughs> Just pick up the pieces from here and from here, and throw some scotch tape on it, Just, and you're you're good to go. Just mix it all with a bunch of super glue, and it should stick together. <laughs> Ugh. All right, um, Bryce Dallas Howard. We're talking about how she is going to be helming the new Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Uh, I watched it, by the way. Watched what? Flight of the Navigator. Did you really? I did. I watched it two nights ago. I just lied to you. All right, so Bryce Dallas Howard, (laughs) who uh, is directing the new Flight of the Navigator movie. Uh, We couldn't figure out where she had directed stuff beforehand, or Uh we couldn't figure out. We just didn't know. Uh, She directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, Ah, and then one episode of the upcoming Book of Fett series. Okay. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then also, yes, uh, this Josh corrected us, and I think some other people did too. But uh, yes, all the Twisted Metal games do highlight their drivers along with the cars okay. in all the games. So I was... I, I, don't, was, I, I don't remember. So I was right, but I didn't know I was right. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't played those games in so long that I just... I remember the cars. I don't know. Right hold, hold the gun to my head. I couldn't tell you the name of a single... I plan on it later. So. A, a single driver from that game. Oh, okay. Was Sweet Tooth the name of the driver of the uh, ice cream truck? I think. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, fine. I got one. <laughs> Correction for next week. Um, anyway, you got anything? No. I did listen to the episode, but I just sort of uh, I just sort of listened for pleasure. Oh, 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 it was pleasurable for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got I got what I needed out of it. That's fair. <laughs> Sounds like pretty much all of your relationships. <laughs> Uh, all right, James, what are we doing this week? Oh, did you want to talk about your Mensa score? Oh, well, I mean, I can. I got 100. Only 10 behind you. Only 10? Oh, pff, behind only me. 10 behind you. That's a, It's a tough test, though. It is. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you, and I feel like you probably were on the same boat, a lot of those things. So what it is, is nine squares, right? The bottom right-hand square always has a question mark. It's in. patterns, basically. Yeah. And you have to base, it's like Sudoku patterns, sort of. Well, no. It's I mean, just, well, it's Sudoku, just, no, it's, but. It's picture patterns, and you basically have to complete the pattern. And so it's, it's eight squares of a pattern, and in the ninth square, you have to... Essentially, uh, you pick what would be the ninth. There's a, there's a multiple choice of like of six different things you can choose from. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough though. It's very there's tough. a lot of them that I was doing where I had no idea why I was choosing what I was choosing. It just felt right. Mm. You know, like, and mm-hmm. like I, I I didn't have any rhyme or reason. I just I know that the, like, I know that the other ones felt wrong. Put I, it that way. I feel like I feel like a certain and I don't know this for sure. I'm talking out of my ass here, but I feel like a certain amount of IQ has to do with intuition gut feeling and intuition sure right like just being able to visually pick up things that like you don't know why you see it that way but you just do right because they say like iq is a iq is like an inherent thing like you uh like you can't raise your raise or lower your iq i think you can why i think you can lower it if i i suppose if you do some very damaging things to your brain but like i don't like 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 you're like you're born with the IQ that you're going to have, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like people who are born eh, with a people eh. who are born with a hundred eighty IQ are are born that way. You know, I was gonna say I think that's true for some people, but not others. But then again, though, learning takes a high IQ. Well, like, like I feel like well, if you have like, a low IQ, you're not gonna be able to learn. Well, like you can always be, you can always make yourself smarter. Yeah. Like I can, I can just start reading a bunch of books on a bunch of different topics, and I can make myself smarter, but I can't raise my IQ. Mm-hmm. Like your your IQ is just an inherent thing, which that you makes already... sense as to why there weren't any actual questions, right? 
it's just a yeah it's just it's just testing I think it's just um, testing you on 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 essentially like what you're the 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 tools that you're you've already been given i feel like there is you know there's a correlation between artistic people and high iqs a lot of artistic people are geniuses right yeah and i think that that speaks to a lot of i mean granted i'm not saying that i'm a fucking genius by any stretch of the imagination but well there we is, know you're not because you have being, 100 iq but being <laughs> yeah fuck off being somebody that, that works uh in a lot of digital art realms and whatnot you know at work or you know, just my own stuff. Or mm-hmm. There are, there's, there's a big difference between people that can look at like a work. I'm not going to say even like a work of art, but like working in like the digital realm, like digital design or photography or whatever. Right. Yeah. And you can look at something and you just know something is off. Like you're, you, you don't know, maybe not know what it is, but you can look at a photo and just know that something needs to be tweaked. Something is off. Something right. is not right. Whereas another person who is not artistically inclined will look at him like, oh, it looks fine. Right. Looks perfectly fine. Right. Like, there could be text, it's, there could be it's text not that's just like one click over to the right too much. And right. You, and it's, you're not picking it out, but you know it's wrong. Right. It's not just about it's not just about like uh, memorizing facts or being able to solve equations. It's also about like spatial awareness yes. and stuff like yes. that. I would be really interested, because uh, my my son, I've talked about my son on, on the show before. My son has autism and uh, you know, has has his challenges that he deals with, but he's also like crazy brilliant at the same time like like freakishly freakishly good at um reciting things by by rote you know like 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 to test his iq someday you know like it'd be really it'd be really interesting to see because that's the thing is like some some especially like there's a lot of geniuses throughout history who were on the autism oh sure yeah yeah and had these crazy, crazy IQs. Uh-huh. So it's it's something There's that not enough room in their brain for all the smarts. <laughs> it's got it's got to take from other places. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's something that really interests me. I would I would love to like you know someday if we could if we could actually test him to see what his IQ is, it'd be pretty fascinating. Gotcha. But yeah. I, I anyway, just, I just thought of a funny joke that's super insensitive, so I'm not going to say it on on air. But I'm going to tell you off air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and and I and I will I will uh, preemptively say. Fuck you, dude. That's fair. That, that's totally <laughs> fair. You'll get a good kick out of it, though. Um, anyway, though, all right, James, what are we doing this week? So this week, uh, we uh, we decided to go with a new film. A new one? Well, we did last week, too. We did two, last week, two too. Two new films in a row. Two new films. We felt like we felt like this old dusty space deserved a little bit of uh, new flavor yep. before Michael leaves it behind. So uh, last new, week... New flavor outside of old shrimp. Last week... <laughs> Last week we did uh, we did a new um, Neil Bloomkamp mo- movie. Correct. This week we are diving into the new James Wan vehicle. Ooh. Um, and uh, <laughs> malignant. <laughs> right? We have we haven't discussed it at all yet. No, we haven't. like usually when we're we watched it together, but we didn't really talk too much about it. Um. Yeah. Y- usually when we're sitting. Uh, usually when we're sitting. Uh, here before the show, we'll kind of discuss the movie a little bit. Yep. We really didn't do that tonight, nope. so uh, so I'll be interested to see where we go with this. I do think that that last week's movie and this week's movie would have made a good double feature. I, there's there's a feeling to both of them. There is a feeling that was the same, and it's not what we thought it was. Excuse me, uh, when we were watching it the other night. Yeah, and and, and, to, and to be clear, there's no there's no real correlation between these no two not movies. at all they just feel it's, similar it's, it's like what we were just talking about with the iq spatial the iqs awareness. and the spatial awareness and stuff there is spatially 
<laughs> there is something similar about so these two movies. what you're saying movies. is we're geniuses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. straight. Well, I mean, m- me more so than you. I'll never let you live this down. <laughs> Should we apply for Boisa? <laughs> I don't think anybody heard you, so uh, we're not going to apply for Mensa. We're going to apply for Boisa. <laughs> little, little, little baby Boisa. Their headquarters are in Boise. I feel like this, does this deserve a glass? Yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you run over and I will continue. Um, Can you hear me? I'll continue regaling the audience with tales of, of your and, um, tales of what did you say? Tales of woe. Tales of woe. Whoa! <laughs> this is just Keanu stories. <laughs> tales of woe. Oh my God, that should be an anthology. Oh stuff. wow, tales of woe. Tales of woe. <laughs> That'd be amazing. She's a babe. All right. right. Um, So to go with this movie, and I'm going to say this right now. Uh, Here's a spoiler. (laughs) I'm going to say this right now because uh, usually, you know, usually we wait until we get into the tofu before we start spoiling everything from you, for you. Uh, The name of this beer will spoil this movie for you, the movie being Malignant. I'm going to put a beep over the name, and then once we get to the tofu... We can then say the name of it. No, because we're not going to remember. I already, I already told them. Okay. I told them. All right. If they're hanging out for this long and they're like, I don't care about spoilers, then fuck them. They, all, right. all right. They made their bed. Sleep, uh, so spoilers from Evil Twin Brewing. <laughs> this is the art of mixing a beer. How many people are so pissed right now? <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit. I do. I kind of give a shit, but I don't. I really don't. Uh, this is the art of mixing a beer, blood orange margarita, mm-hmm. uh, a double India pale ale with blood orange. That sounds lovely. It does sound lovely. I I do love orange in beer. So I <laughs> I get what did we say earlier. We're drinking this brew Detroit other stuff here, and it's like a uh, oh, it's, it's a bru- citrus blonde. I'm like, yeah, I tried it for the first time. You know, I, I like citrus. I like blondes. I like citrus. What's like not blondes. to like? <laughs> I uh, I prefer brunettes. So well, citrus brunette just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Well, it does. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, this uh, this pours a lovely. <clears throat> what does that pour? Ooh, there's lots of sediment in it. So, lots of sediment. Sort of like a nice golden. Oh my god! Is what? this old? Look how much sediment is in there? Oh, there's a hey, ton of sediment in wait, this. Hold on. This is this should be relatively new. Oh mama, that's where all the flavor. Yeah, yeah no, that's just that's just a. Uh, Eight percent as well. So she's a she's a stronger. That's where all the that's where all the flavors come from. Uh, it's also a double double IPA. So I feel like a lot of doubles have a lot of sediment in it. I drank a double IPA while we were watching this movie. Yes, you did. So maybe you were drinking sediment the entire time. Maybe. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, it's like chunky. You might it looks be- like a science experiment. <laughs> Jeez. You might need to. Uh, you might need to to strain this one or chew it. This is gonna be a chewy beer. All right. Well, cheers. Yeah. Cheers, bud. Sorry, little sea monkeys. <laughs> it's delicious, though. Mm. It's really good. Damn it, that's delicious. You can definitely taste the strength, though. Bro, that is, it tastes like a, it, it tastes like you took a blood orange and just ate and it. just yeah. squeezed it it's into like, your mouth. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the pulp from the blood orange. Might be. Maybe they might not have strained it out when they were uh, in the brewing process. Yeah. <laughs> It looks it's, like, there's, there's so much of it that it looks like one of those. You remember those orbits 
Those, oh my god! Those yes. orbit strings. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that with looks the, like. Was it aloe that was in them? No. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the actual aloe. No, there were, there's that aloe drink, but yeah. there's the orbits. They had the little balls. They almost looked we've, like those little. Um, so we've talked about this in the show before, and the only reason I know what they are is because you made me look them up. Because we did not have those down here. That had to have been an up north like specialty. Up north, I was only. <laughs> There's no way that we had something special in Bad Axe that never, you guys didn't have down I here. I only There's know no of them because of you. Yeah, because no one down here wanted them, so they shipped them all up north. No. You So you've never had one, then? No, no, never. You should find one. Go, go on eBay. Buy oh, some. Oh, God. Drink some old orbits. <laughs> Let's do that for the next show. I'm into it. When we move into Studio C. Oh, I'm into it. Into the hangar. <laughs> The hanger man, it's a good name, bro. Uh, this is good. This is very it good. Tastes actually. Really, it tastes no, really, really good. Really does just taste like you're eating an orange, a blood orange. Actually, no, Absolutely. it's sweeter than a blood orange. Actually, um, there's definitely something added to this to the make in, it sweeter. The interesting thing about blood orange is that it actually has sort of like a raspberry undertone. You know what I mean? So it's got it's got like a sort of a subtle raspberry flavor to it too. I can sort of see that. Yeah, it's a little bit on the back end. It, it definitely is because it's very orange forward. Um, but yeah, that that's a little bit of that soury, not sour, but like tarty from the raspberry that you're getting. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Well, and also the, I think the overwhelming sweetness too is from that sort of raspberry flavor too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's delicious. It's delicious though. I don't know if evil twin brewing is available everywhere or not. Cause I think it's made in Michigan. I don't know. Boston. Baston. Baston. <clears throat> we've, uh, I don't think we've ever had a bad evil twin on this. No, on this we've show. had four of them. This is the fifth. I had to double check it when I bought it. When I go, when I got it home, I go, oh god, have we had this one before? Because I feel like I would grab the blood orange pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, but I think the other ones we grabbed them because of the name of the beer, not because of the name of the company. Okay, so, so here we go. Uh, read the label here on the side. This okay. little this little okay. baby over here. So read that for me. Uh, uh, start at brewed for evil twin. Okay, home oh, Brewed for Evil Twin Brewing by Dorchester Brewing Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Eh. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced. Oh yeah, Dosta, Dosta, yeah, <laughs> Dosta, Dosta Brewing Company, Boston, Massachusetts, isn't it? Distributed by Twelve Percent LLC, Mount Vernon, New York. It is it, it, right because Worcester, uh, yeah, is, yes, is, is pronounced Worcester. It is yes. Yeah. So this is so the, and and uh, what's the other one? There's another one came, called. This like is why Cla- this is something. why the rest of the world thinks Americans are stupid. So this is Do- Dosta. <laughs> they look at that word. You go, how do you get Worcester out of that? It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't this make is, any sense. This is how we figured out how to actually say. Well, actually, I figured out, and then I I learned you. Worcestershire sauce. Wor- Worcestershire. Worcestershire. That's why yeah. people call it Worcestershire because it's Worcester. No, it's, it's Worcestershire. It's Worcester. It's spelled Worcester, but it's you 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 say it like they say in Boston, Worcester. Worcestershire. It's like a guy. It's like a guy named Chester who is who loves war and he lives in the Shire. <laughs> This is the movie I'm making up in my head right now. It's the war, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Boy, there was a hobbit named Chester. That would work out perfectly. It's the hobbit sauce. Anyway, um, yeah, James. You got, you got Bilbo, Frodo, Chester. and Chester. His name isn't Chaz. It's, it's like His guys, name is Chester. It's like, guys, we got to get rid of this fucking ring. This, he has to be a redhead too, right? He's gotta be. This thing is fucking bad news, dude. 
<laughs> just my fucking co- my cousin had one. He's from Worcester. Just fu- <laughs> just fucking throw it in the volcano, dude. Melt that shit down, bro. <laughs> Fuck. This has been a long ass trip. Let's get some fucking Dunkin', dude. <laughs> Fagging. <laughs> Fagging. Oh, Jack Chop. Oh, God. All right. It's that season. We got to watch it, Jack Chop. Oh, Chock. Jack Chop, dude. We should watch it uh, on break here. So fucking good. So fucking good. All right, All dude. Right. Uh, yeah, so. Stick to the bleed feet, dude. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the fucking bleed feed, dude. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Just bringing it all back. Fucking bass in your face, dude. <laughs> At least one of our songs has bass. <laughs> has anybody, have any of our listeners ever noticed that our theme song doesn't have bass? All, all of our theme. So, well, our the, the the main the main title. So track. the main the the main title track the of intro, our of the intro. the intro track of our of our show <clears throat> has no bass, even though I recorded bass for it. I don't understand why you guys use the version without bass. I we talked about this the other night. I think what it was is the only version of that song with bass on it that we all have also has vocals on it. Oh. And I think and I and Justin by the time we had made that up, I mean this was we, had, we started had, had deleted all the master yeah, we, tracks. We started this podcast what five years ago, yeah, well, but it yeah. was that band was over with eight years ago, mm. nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So Justin didn't have any of those working tracks on his computer anymore. Yeah, yeah. So the only version of the song without uh without vocals <laughs> also was without bass and but the thing is is i don't think we realized that until you pointed it out one day <laughs> even justin i don't think realized it everybody everybody just looks right past me <laughs> i mean you're you're the bass player in fair, in fairness i don't uh, i don't know what to tell you all right james uh this will this will bring your spirits up no one died this week oh great that's fun that's cool <laughs> um so real quick just to put this on front street uh we are recording this only a week after our last episode, which goes against everything we've been talking about doing bi-weekly. But we are still releasing this bi-weekly. Right. We we wanted to do a last show in Studio, Studio B, Studio B um, <laughs> which just got its name tonight, and I like it. <laughs> um, we wanted to do a last show here, so mm-hmm. we pushed up our recording schedule a week. Well, not only that, but our normal recording night would have been on the weekend that I'm moving, so that just would not have worked. That too. So we are recording this uh, tonight. Is the uh, 25th of September. Uh, this is not Do going you to be. Remember? This is not going to be released though until the third or the fourth. So we are right. definitely ahead of time here. So if anything's happened <clears throat> in the last, yeah. So two far, weeks, so far, you know, news sounds lacking. And uh, if anybody dies Died, in yeah. the next week and you think that we d- we just intentionally didn't talk about them, it's because we actually recorded this on the 25th. Yeah. Like if some major star you know, passes away, if Tom Hanks dies and we didn't mention it, now you know, God, I just put that in the ether. Tim Hawks? Tom Hanks can't die. Um, no, but like if something big dies and we don't cover it, that's why, because we're we're uh, recording this definitely ahead of time here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be weird, though. <clears throat> we're going to go three weeks without recording. Oh, it's gonna be fucking weird. Yeah. Fucking weird, bro. So fucking weird. Fucking weird. Um, you I'm know gonna, what else? I'm gonna get so much stuff done. 
you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're not. Oh, boy. All right, uh, James, can I borrow uh, $1.2 million? Yes. All right. I'm buying the Conjuring House. Oh, really? Yes, sir. The real-life Conjuring House is back on the market for a, uh, a measly $1.2 million. Yeah. I kind of feel like you could buy that house and like open... I think they already did two. Open it as it? a fucking yeah. open it like, a, like a paranormal museum or something like that. You could make your money back. Uh, well, then again, I don't know. I don't know how well uh, paranormal museums are are doing these days. But why? I don't know. You can, dude. You do like like think about that. Think about that. Uh, Burnside Manor. Mm-hmm. You know when you're driving up to Bad Axe. Yeah, it's just an old big house. They do ghost tours. They it? do fucking ghost tours, dude. And it's they fucking pro- haunted. And they probably bah. bank. And now, if you actually, if it's the actual house that they, that they filmed The Conjuring at, yeah, yeah, you could make some money. Yeah, probably. Let's do it. Let's buy it. Let's buy it. One point two mil. All right, we're gonna start a Kickstarter. <laughs> please, uh, please. What donate. if we started a Kickstarter and got one point two million dollars? That'd be amazing. That would be. I'm amazing. actually looking at the Realtor.com listing for it right now. Yeah. Um, is this actually it? Yeah. Wait, is the is the the? Oh, I'm thinking of the uh, Amityville house for some strange reason. Uh, it's funny if you look at the house from the movie. Yeah, it's nothing like the house in real life. Okay, looks absolutely nothing like it. Well, wait, hold on. Is the house from the movie for sale? No, this is the actual. Is, oh, the actual the actual. Oh, well, conjuring dude, house. you can make even more money. Yeah. If, oh, I, I was going to say I, if it's the house. from... I thought you realized what I was talking about. I was kind no, of no. I was going to okay. say if it's the house from the movie. Then no, you is... could you could definitely make. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Oh, you got, okay. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, no. The house, the house from the house from. It's just a. It's a log cabin. It's yeah, a, it's a ranch log I cabin. I like, don't think that I realized that's what it looked like. The, there's, the actual real one. So they're actually. That's actually like for a house like that. And and where is it? Uh, Rhode Island. Ro- oh, Burriesville. It's in Ro- oh, it's in Burriesville. Oh, Burial. What the fuck? Um, I don't know if like I don't know if a house like that would normally go for one point two million. No, definitely not. It's there's they're selling it based on it's. I'm looking at some pictures of the inside though, dude. It's fucking it's gorgeous, man. There's tons of dolls just strung around the house though. Man, this house looks like it would be they did great for entertaining. Like there's a really cool. They did use uh, the house for special events and stuff for horror fans. So it has been used for that in the past. Yeah, that's dope, dude. I think that you could... um, This would be like the ultimate Airbnb for horror horror fanatics. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Until people die in it, and then you're... Come on. Brought up on charges. If Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on here. Moving on here. It's really um, cool, though. I we've, like it. We've talked about in the past how Let the Right One In. Uh, the, the They've been trying to basically make a series, TV series, out of Let the Right One In. Okay. And uh, finally, after two failed attempts at, uh, where is that, A&E and TNT, they uh, finally, uh, the series has finally been ordered by Showtime. So Showtime actually picked it up, and we are actually getting a Let the Right One In TV series. Really? Yes. I'm into it. Let the Right One In was one of the most unique vampire stories I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it was great. In a genre filled with unique takes on the va- on the on vampires, uh, this was one of the better ones. Uh, so watching a, a full series and I think it actually be pretty cool. You know what's interesting is... Uh, happy this, it's not on the CW? No, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about right now. It has something to do with what you just said. You and I have never said takes on the entire five-year uh history of the show 
takes takes like a unique take like a hot take yeah like a different take until literally last week and then between last week's show and this week's show i think you're we've said it like 10 times i think you're wrong i don't think so i think you're wrong i don't i really don't think so i think you're wrong because i normally don't like when people say it for some reason i hate when people say that but even i am starting to say it because it's just inescapable hot take hot i especially hate when people say hot take um but uh, yeah, that's sorry. I, that was that was a c- complete sidebar. But yeah, really uh, um, uh, let the right one in. The movie was amazing. I just don't like. I, I, you don't, I'm, you don't I'm, see how they can I'm, do. I'm interested in the TV show. I just don't know if it's like. I don't know if it's necessary. I, don't I feel like I feel like they could do it justice if it's going to be like a hard drama. Like I don't want to see it as like a like an action horror or like whatever like yeah, vampire thing. Yeah. I want it, I want it to be like an actual. Drama. Okay. Like a yeah. gothic, actual like horror, but like drama. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it if that's the case. I can see that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I just don't know. I just don't. I I can't picture where they're gonna take it. No idea. Apparently, it's gonna be um, starring uh, Damien Bickner or Biker, uh, who was in The Nun, which okay. we still have not yet. We have yet to watch. No, we we got to pick up our Wanaverse back up. Once yeah, we, we do. Once we get through these uh, single, oh, this is the last single single movie episode. So maybe uh, in two weeks or three weeks, oh, we yeah, come yeah. back to it. We'll get Vito back on. We'll finish those up. Okay. Anyway, though, moving on here, uh, Never Hike Alone Two. Say what? Um, Never Hike Alone is the uh, fan film that we absolutely adored. The Friday the Thirteenth fan film that was made in response to um, Friday the Thirteenth being caught up in all the legal troubles, and there uh-huh. was no. Um, no new movies being made, and these fan films came out, and most people consider them canon now, even though they're not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people consider them canon. Uh, there was the original plan was it was for them to to make I think it was six different shorts to do a whole overarching story. Uh-huh. They did never hike alone, then they did never hike in the snow. Uh, was it two years ago? However, they made an announcement today that saying uh, that says after losing a year. Uh, due to COVID and receiving honest feedback about the miniseries idea, we have decided that we will attempt to crowdfund our next installment as a full feature film instead of separate episodes. Huh. Uh, interesting, which is interesting. It says, doing this will require us to run three separate campaigns over the course of the next year to raise the required funding. Wow. Um, yeah, so they're, not, they're no longer doing the whole six mini episode thing. They're going to basically, it sounds like, make one more giant feature film, call it a day, huh. which I'm kind of into. I'm I'm I think that I'm honestly more into that idea just because if you were to take six short films and try to put those in one like watch along right it'd probably be like 5 hours long as it stands I think the first one was like 50 minutes or something like that or 40 minutes and then the set the, be, with the so second it'd be, one it'd be like four and a half hours if you're basically they were getting four, 45 minutes Yeah you're basically getting two feature length movies at this point though <clears throat> right um, um which I'm definitely more into than individual uh episodic kind of things yeah yeah uh man i don't know though like i really i i feel like the i feel like pacing wise and everything the first two movies were actually i think the first movie was better than the second movie i agree as far as the pacing goes and stuff so yeah i guess i guess i could see where you know I, 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 if they continued, if you, if they continued in that trend of, uh, you know, like, uh, like the second movie really wasn't quite as good as the first movie as yeah. far as pacing and stuff goes, then yeah, like, like 
you know, kind of condensing it down into just one feature length film. Well, I'm sure too it had a lot to do with it. Is again, they lost a year to COVID. Sure, so that's a whole yeah. other movie they could have banged out in that year, right? Right. They probably are looking at their schedule and be like, "We're wrapping up the next five years of our lives." Yeah. In one, in the doing, you know, if not more, doing these projects. Right. Doing one big feature length. It's one. It's one big project, and then they're done. Right. They can move on to stuff. I'm sure Vincenzo uh, Natali. I mean, he was actually. We, he was he's doing a short in that um that del toro isn't he doing a uh, directing a short in that del toro uh i think so yeah yeah so he's very clearly wanted to do other stuff and he's talented yeah like so like he like he can yeah so like he he's can, got other places to go yeah so, so. Like, i'm sure he doesn't want to wrap up the next five six years of his life doing this project he promised he was going to do so what did they say? They said they would have to do three different crowdsourcing uh, things. Basically, yeah. To how, the, over the next year. Over the, okay. Yep. So they could essentially have this thing wrapped up within the next two years. Yeah. They're, one of the things that you're going to be able to buy to help the crowdfunding is the Never Hike Alone Ghost Cut, which puts together Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow, and then there was a music video they shot. Oh, yeah. It's the footage from the music video. Yeah. And they put all three together for and into one feature, and it's called the Ghost Cut. Oh, cool! So you're gonna be able to buy that on Blu-ray, uh, which hopefully I'll get in on because I missed the first ones, and I always I had always wanted those, but they got so fucking expensive. What is this like Kickstarter, Indiegogo? Or? I, I'm not sure. It's not the uh, the new crowdfunding sites are not up yet, oh, so right I'm on. not sure what it's gonna be on. I yeah, think I'll, it's Kickstarter. I'll get in on this. Yeah. yeah, I love. I've become addicted to Kickstarter over the last few years. So. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Halloween is coming up here, and if you want to watch some classic horror movies, uh, Peacock, Peacock's got you covered. Uh, they added over 20 classic monster movies, uh, including such gems as Bride of Frankenstein, Curse of the Werewolf, Dr. Cyclops, uh, The Evil of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, The Mummy, all the mummy movies, Night Monster, both Phantom of the Operas, Son of Dracula, just tons and tons and tons. Cool. So if you're into old 30s and 40s you know, era black and white uh, monster movies... Peacock's got you covered. Right on. Just figure I'd let the good people know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, James? You know what I'm saying? All right, uh, James, how quickly can you get through the blues? <clears throat> uh, pretty quickly. Why? All right, let's do it. <laughs> do you do you want me to go that fast? Hyperspeed, baby. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we mentioned that the Dark Stars Pictures and Bloody Disgusting collaboration, The Last Matinee, will be getting a U.S. Blu-ray release courtesy of OCN Distribution via Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome or Vin... Vin- Vin- or Vincent, if you're awesome like Mike. I am awesome. Um, we've now learned that the UK, yeah, will also be getting a Blu-ray release courtesy of Arrow Video, right? Oh, very cool. And what's more, it's absolutely loaded up to the tits with special features, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the last matinee hit shelves in the UK on December the 6th. Okay. And that's it for that one. All right. Uh, also from Arrow Video comes the announcement of Giallo, Asen- <laughs> Giallo Essentials Volume 2, which will be available on December 6th. This limited edition Blu-ray box set will feature the films What Have You What Have They Done to Your Daughter? I've seen that documentary. Torso. <laughs> I've seen that documentary. And <laughs> say it. Say it. Strip nude for your killer. I've never seen that one. <laughs> All of which have been restored in 2K from the original negative and posted on Pornhub. And according to Arrow, will be presented alongside a raft of juicy extras, which is a weird way to put that. 
I've seen that documentary too. <laughs> Giallo Essentials Volume Two, more like Gee, I'll probably spend my money somewhere else. <laughs> wow, James. Wow. <laughs> I think Vito will appreciate that one. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Yeah, he probably will. Even though he probably hates me for not liking Giallo. No, he's, but he'll but he'll he appreciate the joke. We've gone back and forth on it so many times. I think he understands that it's not for everybody, but he does love them. I'm still looking at pictures of the uh, Conjuring House, and I'm I'm kind of really like I'm hey, thinking hey, maybe focus. we need no focus your James. No, it's so good. Uh, no, that's it. Wait, that's it. I don't what? have to focus because that's it. Oh shit! Okay. Oh god, you weren't kidding about the dolls, dude. Dude, they're everywhere. Oh god, they're fucking everywhere, bro. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, this upcoming holiday season, James. Yeah, dude. How much do you like Bruce Campbell? I enjoy him. Do you want more Bruce Campbell? I always want more Bruce Campbell. In your holiday, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Campbell? Bruce. <laughs> Bruthy. Uh, Bruce. Uh, because if the holiday you're thinking of is Christmas, then the Hallmark Channel <laughs> has you covered. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This holiday season, Bruce Campbell is coming to the Hallmark Channel for, uh, yeah, for, for, uh, for a Hallmark movie. He's gonna, he's he's doing the thing. If Dolly Parton or he's, the if Dolly Parton or the chick from oh god, what's the name of that fucking Summerland? If Dolly Parton or the chick from Summerland isn't what's, in it, what's the name of that chick? The the chick from Summerland. Yeah, I don't, what's her name? I don't know. She's a singer. You should look her up. Uh, <laughs> she's you should look her up. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> I think that's the name of so the, the band. Movie, I have no idea. So the movie One December Night is described as being a wonderful, heartfelt Christmas tale about friendship, music. Family and all the things that ultimately bring us together. Oh, Sugar so, Sugarland, not Summerland. Sugarland. And her okay. name is. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Jennifer Nettles. No, nope, please sorry. tell me she's nope, in it. She's not. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> I'm gonna take a stab in the dark here. I'm going to assume that uh, this movie is about uh, about a young woman that moves back home after living in the, the big city. Yep. Uh, she meets a strapping young man. And it's hot and heavy until it's not. Talking about Bruce, right? Uh, Bruce Campbell, I'm going to say, plays her father. Oh. Right? Okay. And uh, and he sets up a local holiday parade that she will be in. And he just so happens to be there, too. And by the end of it, they come back together on a great one December night. Wow, dude. Did you just make that up? Just made it up. You could... You could literally. James, James, that's the plot to every single fucking Lifetime and Hallmark movie ever I was fucking gonna made. Say you could literally oh write for God, Hallmark. Dude, that is every fucking. <laughs> you know why? You want to know that? My fucking father loves Hallmark movies. I loves them like Lifetime and Hallmark movies around the holidays. He DVRs them dude, and will watch them more than once. I love that about your dad so much. Oh, so I do I. I'm it's just, great. I'm it's just, just hysterical. I'm dude. just learning this information and it makes me love your dad so much more. There's something there's something wholesome as fuck about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he <laughs> Which, loves them, dude. Like like I'm not even, like like bro. Bro, he fucking loves them. <laughs> it's it's a it's a bizarre move. That's, that's for amazing. Sure. Yeah. I won't I'm not going to lie like um I've seen some of the Hallmark movies and they are they're they're they're, they're cheap, yep. trite, same exact plot for every bullshit. Movie. Yep. But damn it, if they don't make you feel good, eh. like they do. Eh. Like you sit down, kind of like when I was watching Krampus. You you feel you you sit down with your ninja you, your ninja turtle mug filled with cocoa and rum. Did you do that this year already? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. 
No. Sit down with some cocoa and rum, and instead of watching, you know, a bunch of people get murdered for a couple hours, you watch a pup. You 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 watch you watch people's uh, bliss and love bloom over a over a botched holiday parade. There's something about it. That's it, man. Something about it, man. Or the talent show. Yeah, the talent show. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. The karaoke contest. Mm-hmm. No, that's just my drunken nights. <laughs> One drunken December night starring Michael Heckman. There you I go. I want to come. I want to come over to your parents' house and watch some Hallmark movies Dude, with your dad. This my dad year. will be watching the Hallmark Dude, movies. Uh, Kristen already reserved a spot next to him. She's already bro, talked to him about it. Sounds... My mom will be cooking cookies in the kitchen. God. It's it's kind of a perfect setting. Uh, Snickerdoodles? What did she cook? Uh, no, dude, dude, dude. Her her specialty, and she needs to make teach me how to make it this year. Yeah. Uh, coconut date balls. <sighs> dude, date nut balls are the coconut... Oh, dude, dude. Coconut date nut balls are the fucking jams, dude. They're so date good. Date nut balls. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. Uh, anyway, Every, everything about that sounds delightful, though. It's amazing. Wow. Holidays, holidays with the Heckmans is a fun time. Um, all right, that's all. That's <laughs> it's all also a great name for a, a Hallmark <laughs> movie title: Holidays at the Heckmans. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Oh, love it. All, all right, right. Um, that's uh, that's all I got for the news. All right, cool. Um, James. Well, James, what do we got, Michael? James. We've got one. This is the this last is week, this right? It. It's the uh, it's the it's the semifinals and the finals. Here we go. Or is it finals and championship match? No, it's semifinals and, Final. and yeah, finals. Yeah. So semifinals and finals, all in one here tonight. A slayoff champ will be crowned. Will be crowned. Oh shit! Fuck. Fight. All right, here it is, James. Yeah. The finals. Okay. Semifinals. Right. The end. Okay. Naming a slayoff victor. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. All right, we have three matchups today, and then uh, it'll be done until next year because yeah. we're going to do it every year now. Yeah. Even though we skipped four years. Yeah. Three years. Three years. Yeah. You know. All right. First up, uh, you may remember last week's uh, battle between the Crow and Psycho Gorman and Pennywise Nash Williams. Our Pennywise Nash Williams fight got pretty interesting. Yeah. Definitely had a, uh, definitely had a uh, an upset win on that one. Yeah. Uh, so the first uh, the first matchup this week, Psycho Gorman versus Ash Williams. What say you? I'm still I'm still reeling from the upset. Last week, to be honest with you, be I, honest with me, please. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with how things came out, but it's 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 still got me still got me kind of messed up. It's a, it's a stinger. Um, when it comes to Ash Williams versus Psycho Gorman, uh, it's hard for me to with Ash. It's hard for me to get away from the fact that he's made it through so much shit mm-hmm. and has never been bested by anybody. Sure. So it's hard for it's it like I need to start thinking about this subjectively. Well, I have I have a thought. Okay, I tell feel me like, your thoughts. I feel like given everything that Ash has been through, like think think of all the big epic battles he's been through, right? In Army of Darkness, all the crazy deadites through, you know, uh, through through time, Ash versus Evil Dead, all the the, the crazy uh, uh, little 
uh, the, the kids, I think they called them in Ash versus Evil Dead, the demon things running around. Yeah, yeah. Running amok. I feel like if Psycho Gorman came into that world, which we need to do... Uh, home, home, home turf. Home turf. Here. Boom. Oh. There it is. Um, I feel like if Psycho Gorman came into Ash's world, he would literally look around and just be annoyed by all of these things running around and just like snap his fingers and eradicate everybody. Yeah. Like I feel like Gorman's got that kind of power. So here, let's do home turf. All right, done. So home turf would be Ash is, Ash the, cabin. is the cabin. And then Gorman is like that shed they left. Shed, so pretty much, yeah. They're pretty much the same thing yeah. either way. Yeah. Ready? Uh so heads, cabin, heads, tails. Heads, no, heads is Gorman. Oh, heads, head shed, tails, cabin. Yep. It is tails. All right, so it's in the cabin. It's in the cabin. So Psycho Gorman comes into the cabin. He walks in and he goes, "What is this dwelling?" <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like I feel like there's nothing there that he's going to be impressed about. Like he'd probably just like blow it down. Yeah. So did we determine? Did we determine at the uh, at the end of the at the the fight last week? Does he does he currently? possess the gem of Praxedike. I think that we determined that it's we're we're going with him after the movie where he doesn't need it anymore. That that's where that's where we last left the okay. character. Okay. So either way, yeah. I don't I don't feel like Ash stands much of a chance no, against him. No. I I think that Ash tries and yeah. Ash Ash is his witty self or whatever and you know, I think that Gorman tolerates him for a while because there's really nothing that Ash can do to him. Right. You know, if Gorman's at full power, He's he's a god basically against Ash, and right. I know that I know that Ash like beats supernatural things in the past because Ash has survived that. Yeah, he's never been up against somebody like Psycho Gorman though. Right, you know it's Psycho Gorman. He's got all of the the powers that he's already you know all of the attributes he already has in the movie. Plus, probably the sword that he made out of Pandora's like spine. And mm-hmm. skin and shit, you know, like he's just he's he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, here's the thing: I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like Ash wins this battle. I feel like Ash loses this battle, but I also don't think that Ash dies. Oh, I, I think because I don't think I don't think die. I don't think that Ash can die. I think Ash can die. I don't think he can. I think he's just he's just a bumbling enough idiot to avoid it. I think he's I think he's proven to us over the last thirty five years that he does not and will not and cannot die. He's, a, he's like a cockroach. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but he doesn't win this battle though. No, no. Gorman Gorman mops the floor with him. Right. And uh, unfortunately, I, I think he I think he possibly lives to fight another day, especially since next year when we do the next year when we do the slayoffs. Uh, because we're getting dangerously close to the end of 2021 here, and we still have to do season three of Ash versus Evil Dead, Correct. which means technically Ash could make a return for Ooh. the 2022 season of the Slayoffs. Maybe, but I I do not feel like he has this this no nope. th- this fight. I'm with you. I and I'm you know me. I'm the biggest Ash apologist ever. Like I want him to uh, want him to win, but I just I don't see it. Yeah. Don't see it. All right, so Psycho Gorman is moving on to the finals. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. What do we got next? All right, next up, we have Cthulhu. Yeah. The the unstoppable force versus the... Or the, 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 the unmovable object versus the irresistible force. 
Jason Voorhees. <laughs> um, again, this is kind of like the other one. Like, even though these are the finals, I kind of thought they're pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I don't think Jason Voorhees can do shit. No. To Cthulhu. No. Um, I mean, do home turf. See where it see where it lands, but home turf we got uh excuse me. The sea. So uh it's uh really a Yep. So uh heads is really a tails is crystal lake. Yep. Nice throws. Thanks, bud. So it's uh it's really a yeah, okay. Yeah, there's so, there's no yeah, there's no chance right, here. There's, there's no Voorhees thing. walks up to him, tries to slash him, and Cthulhu just bonk. <laughs> Just bonks him into the sea. Pretty much it, yeah. I mean, I, I, and Jason hates the sea, so right. Even though he's in water, he's surrounded bit, by but, he's surrounded by water when he's on really, and he has no problem walking out of it whenever he's in it. I, th- but, I think know. I think in the I think like if you w- really want to get technical with it, because in in, in the movies like the um, the Cthulhu movie, the uh, what the hell was the what was the name of the movie? The that Call we, of Cthulhu. The Call of Cthulhu. Really, a part of it was above above sea level. I don't think that that's accurate. I think that uh, in the actual <laughs> stories, the entirety of the city is underwater. Oh, really? Which, you know. I don't think I knew that. It's not really Jason's cup of tea. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> so, definitely not. Yeah, I think, Hell, Aquaman could beat Jason underwater. What does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> and not, not like, not badass... Uh, Jason Momoa Aquaman. Not, like, not Momoa I'm like, Aquaman. like shitty ginger Aquaman from the cartoons, you know? Or that shitty wasn't uh wasn't um ju- uh Justin Hartley. Oh yeah, for that Justin pilot. Hartley was the Aquaman in 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 uh he, yeah, the was pilot. That, was that pilot episode of the TV series that never yeah. got made, yeah. That was like back in small Smallville yep. days, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Uh-huh. It was a good pilot too. Yeah, well he, he never got he, picked up. He went on to, you know, be in This Is Us and you know, win every Emmy ever. So I think he made. I, I think wanna, I think everything worked out for him. I want to see the 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 mashup of This Is Us and Three Hundred, just called This Is Sparta, <laughs> where it's just those characters time warped into Spartan times. Everybody from This Is Us just getting kicked off of a cliff. The the entire Spartan <laughs> army gets taken out by a fucking toaster. <laughs> isn't that how isn't that how the guy dies in This Is Us? Isn't it uh, no, it's a it's a spoiler alert. It's a crockpot. Yeah. Crockpot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's this is Sarah Lee. Whatever. <laughs> uh, however you feel about the This Is Us um TV show, at least it brought up at least it brought a very important issue to the forefront. What's that? Which is faulty crockpots. Un- unplug your shit. That's- faulty crockpots. <laughs> It's a, it's a hard it's a it's a hard joint, man. All right, uh, uh so that's it then. Cthulhu moves on, which means we have a finals here, James. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Psycho Gorman yeah. versus Cthulhu. I lost my coin. How'd you lose your... I just gave it to you. I know. How do you do this all the time? I don't know. James. Do you see it? Oh, no. there it is. Found it. All right. It was behind your beer. It's behind my beer. beer. All, all right. right so uh, Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman versus, versus Cthulhu. Cthulhu. All right. So we got uh, The Shed. <laughs> I guess. I guess. It probably should have been like... Uh, I think Cthulhu's bigger than the Shed, though, so that's the problem. Cthulhu is bigger than the Shed. It, it could have also... Uh, what was Psycho Gorman's uh, planet? A Braxis or something like that, or was that what it's called? Uh, yeah, something, something, something like Something like that. But we've been doing the Shed the entire time, so we can't change it now. Right. Um. So Heads is... 
Uh, Gygax. He's from Gygax. Gygax. What is a what is a Braxen? A Braxis? Is, is that from Dune? A Braxis, I think, is from. Uh, I think it's from. Dune. Oh, I think it is Dune. Yeah, yeah. God, how good does I know Dune? I, I was thinking of uh, Raxacalicophalopatorius, which is Doctor Who, and I oh. think and I think I said that right. <laughs> sure. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen it in like how old's my son? I haven't seen it in. Eight years. I will. I will go with the fact that you're right because that means nothing to me. Rexicalicophalopatorius. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um. So anyway, <laughs> heads is the shed. Heads shed. Yep. Uh, and tails is really a. Yep. Uh, right. Here we go. Boom. Okay, we're on really a. Okay, is really a the city that they were in in Dagon? No. 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 Okay. No. Uh, Rillier is a sunken city in the middle of the sea. Okay, gotcha. So uh, so it's like Atlantis, basically. Essentially. Love, Lovecraft's version of Atlantis. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so Psycho Gorman versus Cthulhu. I... Oh, boy. Uh, this is tough because you have two like like interdimensional creatures here. Yeah. One one is technically an elder god, but he... as We, we did do some research on this earlier, and it does say... In the lore, that Cthulhu can be killed by a, a nearly omnipotent, which Gorman would be. Gorman would definitely be a nigh omnipotent creature. But Cthulhu himself is nigh omnipotent. Sure. So, so basically, what we're saying is that they are. It's an equal match. And for the last time in the twenty twenty one slayoffs. Might I remind you? Yes. That Finglui Maglawana Fa Cthulhu Rilier Wagana Hagofstagen. Yes. <laughs> I've, I, I, you've probably told me a million times. I still have no idea what that means. Uh, it's Finglui Maglawana Fa Cthulhu Rilier Wagana Hagofstagen. So it means nothing. No, it actually. <laughs> do you actually know what it means? No, that's why I'm asking you. It, uh, where's the, where's the fucking, I think Holy it. Holy voice crack, Jesus. Who, me? No. <laughs> I think I can't find the actual. Uh, I can't find the translation. actual translation, but I, it's it's like, it's like uh, in the in the in the sunken in the sunken city of Rillier, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. So that was nothing that I read about Cthulhu is that he never he doesn't actually die he just sleeps. Right. Uh, also, much like Pennywise, which if this was a if this if this had come down to Pennywise and Cthulhu. They're they're both just sleeping. <laughs> they're both just like like hey, let's stop fighting and just go fucking take a nap. I, okay, dude. okay, okay. So back to the topic at hand here. I think that oh, Psycho Gorman puts so, up. Sorry, can I correct myself? Yes. In his house at really a dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. Okay, that's what that means. So I feel like Gorman has the potential to wreak havoc <clears throat> on Cthulhu's home world. So if they're in really a right, yeah, yeah, I feel like Gorman has the potential to where he could absolutely completely just destroy where Cthulhu lives, yeah, which could severely hurt Cthulhu. I don't know that that would... if he's just sleeping there, and he destroys the entire world around him. Well, eh. but if something so Cthulhu, the slumbering one, right? It's like. If you think of a if you think of a creature who's just that's what they're known the, the two things he's known for are 
He's slumbering. He's sleeping, waiting, mm-hmm. and then he's awake. And when he's awake, he's like, destroying things, it's like right? You. It's like you. <laughs> exactly. I'm either sleeping or I'm destroying things. Uh, here's the thing. So is Gorman, though. Here's Yeah, here's the thing. I think what this comes down to is Pep. Ooh. I think Gorman's it comes, got more Pep. I think it comes down to Pep. Gorman's got more Pep. Let's see a little Pep. And who's got more Pep? Gorman. Gorman. I, I feel like Gorman with his, you know, with all the different powers that he has, like he can he can manipulate people. Can he manipulate Cthulhu? I think that he can I, open portals. Can he throw can he could he could he open a portal and throw Cthulhu into somewhere where Cthulhu couldn't here's the thing. Couldn't live. Here's the thing that if you I don't think Cthulhu if, can do something. If you like that. read if you read a list of attributes of Psycho Gorman and Cthulhu, they're both pretty fucking similar. Mm-hmm. So this is like a number. It's a it's like a number one seed and a number two seed facing off, and and I and and I think it comes down to who wants it more. I think I think and I, mean, I I I I feel just like if I'm just if I'm going with my gut here, PG wants it more. I feel like PG given the end of Psycho Gorman when all the uh, all the other aliens come down or whatever, and he's. Little girl's got him by the by the jewels, you know, and he can't fight. And then she finally says, "Go free," or you know, you mm-hmm. know, do your do your thing, PG. Mm-hmm. And then he just fucking wrecks havoc. Yeah, like that's what you're gonna get. It, it reminds me a lot of you know this whole time you always harken back to what's that fighting game? Uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Thank you very much. Uh, you don't, always don't prematurely bring that up because we're gonna bring no, it no, up no, no, again no, no. I know, I know, later no, in the but, episode. But you, but you always talk about you have the big lumbering characters, right, right? That are super powerful, right? And then you have the smaller characters that are just as powerful. But who always wins in those fights? It's the smaller character that can do more damage in a smaller time. Well, more spunky. Well, come hold on now, because like if you're playing with Nightmare, mm-hmm. Nightmare is huge. Yeah, Nightmare's sword is this is is the size of my three, dick. three bodies or your dick. Uh, that's, how I, that's actually how I measure my dick. <laughs> it's three bodies long. <laughs> Arms and all. <laughs> three three ants bodies. Um, but when you're playing with Nightmare, yes, he's he's big, he's slow, his sword uh, is is cumbersome. But when he lands a hit, sure, fucking deals out some damage. And Cthulhu, I feel like if he lands a hit, he's gonna deal damage too. Dealing but damage. Gorman is so fast, right? He's gonna get around. Well, and also when Cthulhu lands a hit on a normal being, mm-hmm. he'll deal out some damage. But you're dealing with two nigh omnipotent exactly. figures, exactly. Here. And and it does specifically say that Cthulhu can be killed. That's his weakness. Right is another nigh omnipotent character yeah and like i so going back to what i said before i feel like this I'm I, feel, with you. I feel like i feel like i feel like just like in high school what does this come down to a little St- bit a little bit of pep stamina little bit. <laughs> just like in high school it comes down to stamina a little bit of stamina a little bit of pep a little bit and of i pep. feel like psycho gorman's got I, more I, pep i agree with you Pep in his step. I mean, and the thing is, too, Gorman is, is he's a world ender. Like, he ends worlds. He right. He literally just end Cthulhu's world. Right. 
I don't want to bank on something like that. I'm not like going to bank on like that, a cheap but, thing, but, but he's got like, that in his back pocket, yeah, though. Like that's, yeah. his, that's his fatality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like after he beats the shit out of you. I'm going to give it to Gorman. I think Psycho are Gorman you, are, are is... You com- are you comfortable I'm with that? I'm comfortable with that. I think Psycho Gorman is the 2021 Slayoff champion. Nice. Whew. Now, how would Psycho Gorman go up against our last champion? The Predator. That's we'll leave that for another time. Oh yeah, in <laughs> in in twenty seven years, when we have twenty four winners, <laughs> we'll do a bracket of winners. Find out then. <laughs> uh so there you go, Psycho Gorman. Psycho this Gorman. Is, this is actually a lot of fun to do it this way instead of doing it in one episode where it got real monotonous over yeah. and over. Yeah, doing this weekly was a lot more fun. Yeah. Than the other way around. Yeah, definitely. so this is definitely the way to continue it moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Psycho Gorman. I got to put some sort of like like happy music here. Like you won. Woo! Wait for it. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that was good. That was just, it was just was good. just dandy. All right, uh, that's that's your 2021 playoffs. Yeah, man, we're done. Cool. So next episode, you're gonna get two movies again. You get to hear us schleps talking about two movies instead of one again. <laughs> Um, but speaking of movies, James. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll uh, talk about Malignant. Yeah. See ya. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. This is the story of a girl who saw murders in her dreams every night. She looks so sad in photographs. I kind of want to fuck her because she's hot. That's malignant for you. I was, I thought that that was, I thought you were going to bomb until you took it in the right direction. There you go, right? There you go. Because uh, I was like, he planned this. I he planned. Not. He planned this. I did not plan that. Okay, that right out the cuff, James. <laughs> this is this is why all of my musical groups worked out so well. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, *Malignant* from 2021, directed by our Lord and Savior James Wan. Well, that's a bit much. Yeah, you know, he's the um, he's the uh, he's the the what Korean? Is he Korean? <laughs> is he Korean? I think he's Korean, right? I don't know. He's he? Malaysian. Malaysian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I apologize. The Malaysian from Australia bringing us. Bringing us what? Horror. <laughs> You're off to a good start here. Banger start here. Um, okay, so Malignant uh, from this year, uh, directed by James Wan. James Wan obviously has done everything. Fucking, he's the mastermind behind the Saw movies, uh, the Conjuring universe, the Insidious universe, my favorite death sentence, uh, uh, Dead Silence he did. Like, I'm pretty, tons, sure, tons, I'm pretty sure the aforementioned Aquaman. Oh, yes. He is the man did, behind didn't, Aquaman. Didn't you mention Aquaman while we were doing the... I did. The, I did. the, the, uh, the slayoffs? I did. He's the, he's the man behind the sexy version of Aquaman, not the uh, not the shitty, you know, ginger Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As if gingers can <laughs> swim. <laughs> right. Um, let's see here. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, 
terrifying realities. Oh my gosh. So when we first watched this, I think one of our first um, constructive criticisms of it yeah. was that this feels very much like demonic. And we kind of we kind of touched on this <clears throat> earlier. It feels very much like demonic because it's like, okay, this is a COVID movie. Like this is a movie that was made during COVID, maybe not as much whatever behind it. You know, it's not as much money behind it. Uh, come to find out, that's not the case at all. This movie was originally slated <clears throat> to be released on August 14th, 2020. So this movie was probably in the works for years before then. Uh. So this this definitely was not like a product of COVID, let's make a movie in secret kind of deal. Like the weird thing about it though is that it, it has the same feeling to it. Um Yeah. Yeah. There's something like because James James Wan has been behind some of the biggest mainstream some horror of the movies. Biggest, yeah. And and this felt and not in a bad way, but like right from the right from the jump, like this feels like a a sort of um, like a just a lower budget kind of like a B movie. Sure, it it, um, it felt to me not like, in a, like I said, not in a bad way though. Like it, like within the first five minutes, you looked at me and you're like, "This movie's fucking sweet." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh was, yeah. It comes. It comes. This movie doesn't stop. No. Like, this movie is is 110 miles an hour almost the entire way through. Yeah, it, like it, and it's awesome. Like it, it never really lets you. There's a couple of scenes where you catch your breath a little bit. Yeah, but like that's pretty much it. Like this movie's nonstop. And what it felt like to me was when Sam Raimi. So Sam Raimi did <clears throat> all the Evil Dead movies and you know and all that stuff, right? Dark Man, all these super awesome like uh, genre related movies, right? Uh, and even though even though James Wan never left genre, he did get very serious for a while with his with the horror. With the same way that Raimi got serious with his movies, you know, like he did um, for the love of the game, and like you know, all, all these other movies that were not necessarily genre, even not even genre adjacent. They were like right. dramas Just or comedies, dramas, or, yeah. you know, Oz the Great and Powerful, you know, those kind of movies, right? Big Hollywood type movies. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and did Drag Me to Hell. Right. Malignant feels like James Wan's Drag Me to Hell. It's a movie that kind of brings him, I feel like brings him back to his roots of just balls out like gore and balls out, you know, violence and, and fun. And yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, it seemed like it was just him having fun. Making the kind of movie that got him in the movies to begin with. Making the kind of, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, And, and, and kudos to him for it because it's absolutely, this movie's so fun. It's fun, and that's what that's what kind of like. I don't I don't typically read reviews of movies, especially no. before I watch. I don't watch. I don't read reviews of movies before I watch them. I never do that because I don't want to know. Sure, you know, like if if somebody if somebody accidentally spoils a movie for me, I'm so, not like so, I, so be it. Like I don't I don't get pissed. Right? No. It's like okay, well, whatever. Half the fun half the fun of a movie is. <clears throat> the journey to get to the end. So there's there's a lot of times where I will tell people just like because my curiosity gets the best of me, I'm like, just tell me the ending. And I don't care. You do? I don't care because <laughs> because you don't go into a movie. That's a little different from what I'm well, saying. No, no, I, no, but the, the point is the point is though, it's like uh, it's the kind of all good movies, the best part is the middle part. Right? The ending and the beginning can both be like satisfying. Yeah. But like how you get from point A to point B that's the story. Like, right. That's the meat of the movie. Right. So I don't know. Not, not you know, getting a spoiler doesn't always ruin it for me. 
No, it doesn't. Like, I'm I'm a little bit different. It's it it doesn't ruin it for like if somebody spoils a movie for me, I don't get pissed off about it. I'm not I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go like specifically ask somebody to tell me the ending of a movie. Well, though. sure. Um, maybe I have. <laughs> maybe. Well, you're the worst kind of person. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, this was like I don't typically read reviews. Because I don't give a shit what other people think about movies. Like if I like it, I like it. You know sure. what I mean? Um, it, it, sometimes if it's like your if, wife, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes if a movie like if if a movie is is like pretty heady, like if it's if it's I'm only working with a one ten IQ here, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been confirmed. Um, like if I feel like there's maybe like some themes or something that I that kind of went over my head, I will seek out other oh, people's abs- opinions. Absolutely, yeah. Um, kind of fill the blanks in. But for the most part, I try and stay away from that shit. But like, f- because this is James Wan, and because when I watched this movie, I could tell, I could tell just from like the way this movie looked, from the 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 content that it was going to be sort of divisive, mm-hmm. you know. I went and I looked up reviews. Okay. Uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews. Sure, as it should be. Because it's fun. And can... most people understand that it's fun. And this was James Wan just like just like jerking off on the screen, just going, This is what this is what horror is. It's fun. This is, well, this is what it's, I love about horror. It's fun, it's campy, it's violent, it's gross, it's awesome. Yep. And then there's and then there's the people who I say that there had to, there had to have been their fair share of people that like were giving him shit for it because they only like <clears throat> movies like The Conjuring, right? Only like movies like In City, right? There was yeah. there was tons of people who were like, "Holy shit, this is amazing camp fun," mm-hmm. and then there were people like, "Oh my god, so disappointing! I can't believe that James Wan has like." Has has fallen to why such. Are they, why are they talking the old smoking leg? Oh my god, this James Wan. <laughs> every every single every single one of these reviewers was Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Pretty much was. Oh my god, I can't believe the lows that he has fallen to. Uh, he made a movie and there's blood everywhere, and I don't know how to take it. Blood fucking everywhere. I okay, and then there was one guy. I specifically took a, a screenshot. I specifically, <laughs> I specifically took a screenshot of this one. Oh God, read it. That was a one out of ten. Ooh, okay, this got to be good. Uh, who said it was? It was a horror. And I don't do this on the show. I don't do this. Oh no, we're doing it. We're doing it. A horrifyingly it. bad attempt at a horror movie. Please save your hard earned, earned, your hard earned. Oh, he must be a judge. So here's here's where we're here's where we're starting off with. <laughs> Your hard earned money by not watching this train wreck, but I'll skip past his review and just go right to the end. And he says, "P.S. I hate leaving bad reviews, as James is a wonderful director." So that's nice. Sure, as proven with the successful Conjuring movies he's worked on. However, I believe these critical reviews. I believe these critical reviews are needed in order for people to progress and understand how to go forward. So he how thought fucking, he was doing him a favor by leaving him a bad review. How fucking how how up your own ass do you have to be really far to think that James Wan is going on to IMDb and taking the guidance of strangers? I'm not gonna say that they are take. I'm not gonna say that he would take the guidance of it, but you better believe they probably read those, especially in IMDb. 
I don't think like I, I think they do whether whether or not 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 everybody does, but there's a lot. So I listen to Movie Crypt a lot. And sure, the the directors are on there all the time. They'll read them for fun. Like they they always a lot of them love reading reviews. Because they they kind of know what to expect. Well, too. they they, they love there's, they love reading them. There's no because way because they get Juan, a kick out of it. There's no way that Juan made this movie not expecting there to be some backlash based on you know where his career had gone. Right. But I give him all the kudos in the world, especially if this is a movie that was planned to come out before COVID. Right. If this was like what he chose to be his next movie, then I'm fucking pumped about that. Yeah. Because it it proves that like. He felt that it was very important for him to get back to his roots. Like he needed, to like it's kind of one of those, like I'll do three for you, one for me, kind of things. You right. Know? Like this was his one, and I think he knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah. Um. Now that being said, there is a lot about this movie that feels very familiar to other movies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Heavy spoilers, by the way. Uh. There's we can't talk about like the 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 quote unquote creature in this movie without talking spoilers. Yeah. So that's gonna happen uh, pretty quickly here. So if you don't want to hear any more, turn this off. Go watch the movie. It's on HBO Max, I think. If you have that. Well, unfortunately, yeah, you have to. I have a subscription sure, to HBO sure. Max, so we yeah, watch it on there. Can. But I think that you can. I think you. I think most you can. Pe- most people are probably just now realizing. Oh fuck! I'm still paying for HBO Max after I finished uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you still have it though, go watch it. It's it's we loved it. Spoiler, we loved it. Spoiler. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely a movie that I can see some people not liking if if this type of like uh, a genre <laughs> camp is not your cup of tea. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Like yeah. I get this isn't for everybody. It's for me and it's for you for sure. Totally, yeah. Um it reminded me a lot of like early Peter Jackson too. Really? Yeah, kind of. Just like it was with that that and it makes sense because um, James Wan grew up in Australia, so Peter Jackson, his early movies especially, would have been probably part of Wan's early diet. You know, you know, Australia and New Zealand are two different countries, right? They're close enough. Okay, <laughs> fuck off. I grew up on Canadian horror. Okay, Cronen- okay, Cronenberg. Right. <laughs> I grew up in fucking Cronenberg. So there you go. Um, point is though. Point is though. My guess is that he had a lot of that in his early horror diet when he was growing up. Sure. Uh, and to me, what, a, what about this movie reminds you of Peter? Just Jackson? the goofiness of it. Oh, like okay. Peter Jackson's old splatter movies were just goofy. Like they were just they're they campy. They're fun. They were. It was, you know, it was everything like 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 everything that that makes Evil Dead Two amazing mm-hmm. is kind of like how these movies were. Okay. Like it wasn't so much like Malignant wasn't necessarily a comedy, but there's definitely parts of it were tongue in cheek. Laugh. Oh yeah, totally. Even if it wasn't comedy on the screen, it was made to kind of make you chuckle. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's just, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time going through this movie in my head, simply because it's so different from everything else he's done. Yeah. You know, like trying, yeah. like, like I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit here. Well, let's just let's let's do a little rundown here. Sure. So Annabelle Wallace uh, plays Maddie, mm-hmm. and she is she's pregnant. Preggers. Uh, pretty far along it seems to be. Sixteen and pregnant. Uh, <laughs> not sixteen and pregnant, um, but uh, she seems she seems like she's pretty far along. I would say probably six months. Six seven, se- months. Six, seven, seven months. months. Yeah. She's got a pretty good pretty good belly going. Yep. Um, and her husband, or she comes home from work. She seems, she seems, she looks like she's a nurse or something. She's mm-hmm. wearing scrubs. She comes home from work. 
Uh, her and her husband get in an altercation. Derek, ca- right? Yeah. Derek is right. Uh, was, it, was it Derek? Yeah. Yeah, Jake Abel plays him. Yeah. Um, they get in an altercation, and he's, you know... The he's wor- an asshole he's, right He's the, the worst kind of piece of shit that there possibly could be. Yeah. Uh, and, and in a really kind of weird scene, like, the way the scene played out was really weird. Like, he ends up smashing the back of her head into the drywall. Yeah. And like giving her a pretty good cut on the back of her head, uh-huh. um, Spl- splits her head open basically. Splits yeah. her head open, and then after that, like things just sort of spiral out of control. He ends up getting, he ends up getting murdered by some weird shadowy figure in the middle of the night. Uh, she keeps being haunted. She's haunted by like these strange visions. There's so like, she'll like, wake up in the middle of the night having these dreams, and then she'll wake up freaking out because she in her dreams she saw somebody get murdered, and then like she would hear on the news the next day basically what she dreamt. Right. Yeah. And we cannot, we can't go through this whole movie because so much happens. Yeah. Oh no. It's no. it's it, it's not to an annoying degree, you know. Like I, like I, I, I looked earlier, at, it's like a freight train. It just doesn't stop. No, like, it doesn't stop. Every like, single sequence, every is scene just is go go go. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it and it's not like it's not annoying. It doesn't feel like too much. You no. know what I mean? Like it's no, very, it keeps you engrossed. Yeah, but it but it definitely is jam packed. There are. It's weird how it's weird how they were able to do this because there are movies. There are other movies. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and come up with any examples right now. But there are other movies where the the pacing is so fast that it feels obnoxious. Mm-hmm. For some reason, even though this movie was very quickly paced, it didn't feel obnoxious. We just watched a movie recently that had that exact problem. What was it? I forget what I forget what movie it was, but wait, I remember. I remember at least my feelings on it were that there was just so much going on, and it just it never fucking stopped. It was like it it jumped you into the movie, and and it like, was annoying, right? Yeah, it was very annoying. But for some reason, even though this movie was. It had similar pacing. Oh, it was that first Fear Street movie. That that first Netflix. We didn't do it on the show. But I, I oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mentioned it to you that yeah, I, thought, you did. I thought that it was just obnoxiously fast yeah, yeah, yeah. paced. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Um yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. But um Good th- Halloween movies. Huh? Good Halloween movies. Oh yeah, we could do that. Uh but yeah, this movie didn't it, despite the fact that it moved at kind of a freight train pace, like it didn't really it didn't bother me, you know. <coughs> um Yeah. And how long? How long was this? Really movie? an hour forty. Okay, I mean like it could a, have. It, it, I, I felt like the ending could have probably shaved off about fifteen minutes. The ending dragged on a little bit. I thought. Yeah. Um, where I, I was just kind of well, ready really, for it to be done at that point, maybe because it was so fast paced the whole rest of the movie. But they might have even be able. To, like the third act is really where it's it like just fucking opens up yeah. and goes nuts. So they probably could have trimmed some stuff out of the beginning beginning and middle yeah and just left that third act well, to really shine but um yeah it's this this movie Vito uh Vito saw it well before we did he saw it when it first got dropped on HBO Max mm-hmm. and he didn't give me any spoilers or anything but he did say his his description of this movie I think is pretty fucking apt he goes it's it's like if James Wan made a short film for an anthology movie and then turned that short film into a feature. Yeah. That is exactly how this movie feels. Yeah. Um, it's a dead-on description, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's because most shorts, when you're watching these anthology movies, most shorts, 
they're kind of these goofy off ball, you know, kind of little stories, you know, that you could never make a full feature out of God forbid. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's, um, lost my train of thought here. Sorry. <laughs> um, there's two other characters that I, that I really enjoyed the two cops. You basically have uh, James Wan impersonator. Uh, what's what's his name? Keacock or uh, Kikoa Shaw? Kikoa Shaw. Yeah, guy looks exactly like James, James Wan. Exactly like James Wan. Ironically um, enough, I don't know if James Wan has a six pack. Well, he might. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you he does. Know. You don't know. I don't know if he does. So James uh, or James Wan. So Kikoa Shaw. <laughs> Kikoa. Kikoa Shaw, uh, played by George Young. What a George. George, you're going to play Kikaw. Kikoa. Why can you not say that name? I can't say it. I don't know. Um, yeah, so he's in love, basically, with Madison's sister, Sydney. There's like a little little love triangle going, or not triangle, he's in, a little love. Uh, he's in lust with her. He's in lust with her. But it's both goes both ways. They're the two cops. Um, you have Kikoa and his partner. Uh, Regina, played by uh, Wanda Sykes. <laughs> She reminded me so much of Wanda Sykes, just not annoying. I find Wanda Sykes horribly annoying. Uh, played by Michelle Brianna White. Yes. Um, yeah. She as a duo, I loved. I loved the two of them. Oh, they're great. Uh, and that's like I. That's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was going to bring up about um, some of these reviews that I was reading earlier about how seriously people were taking this movie, like. If you watch the relationship that that these two cops had with each other, and uh, and and the things that were going on between like the the crime scene technician and Kakoa Shaw, and uh, and 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 those two cops, and then like Shaw and uh, Sydney, mm-hmm. who was who was Madison's uh, sister. I don't think anybody knows who these characters are, but well, hopefully, right. hopefully you watch. Well, the hopefully movie. you watch yeah. the movie and then you'll know. But like it was all it was all very comedic. Oh yeah, you know. Well, especially because you have like I said, we we thought that Kakoa Shaw's, uh, we thought that he was like almost a visual representation of James Wan, and it was ironic because the crime scene technician was played by James Wan's wife. Well, and so before I even knew that, I was like, so she's, her character is pretty obviously in love with yeah. Shaw. Like every time he walks into one of the crime scenes, she just stops what she's doing. And she's just like, she's, she's so excited just to dream, talk to him She's dreamy eyed. Yeah. She's just looking at him and like getting distracted. And, and, and you think throughout the entire movie, like, Oh, eventually these two are going to have some sort of fling. Sure. And then that never that never comes to fruition. And so I'm like, why did they have this character who was clearly in love with Shaw throughout the entire movie and nothing ever came of it because he was clearly fawning after Sydney the entire time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um and I was like, what what is this? Like what's going on between these characters? Like why and then and then nothing ever comes of and and, and I you like you feel bad for uh what was her name? What was the the uh uh, uh she was uh C S T Winnie. Her name yep. was Winnie. Winnie, yep. You feel bad for Winnie. It's like why she's she's this young, beautiful girl. She's so in love with Shaw. Like and then I find out that in real life she's she's James Wan's wife yeah and i was like oh it was an in joke the whole thing was an in joke like she was because kikoa shaw yes he he was like james wan probably modeled that character after himself probably 
and went out and found a guy with a six pack, of course, to to be his his likeness in the movie. Yep. And Winnie was in love with him throughout the entire movie because so, it was an in joke. It was like, oh, this is my wife playing my this character, wife. and she's obviously in love with me. Yeah. And and I just I thought that was kind of like a funny a funny little I hope sort of sort of an Easter egg, you know. I hope that that's what that was. Oh, it's absolutely what it is. Otherwise, what there's no there's no motivation for having that character be desperately no, in you're love right. no, you're with right. Shaw the way she was with no with no uh no it's payoff kind of a, you know what of, I mean kind of a dick move on Juan's part though like, I just want to see my wife fawn over me well, it's funny it's fu- no, it and that's, funny and that's it is funny, that's my but... point with this entire movie is like if you like all these people who gave it one one star ratings and stuff on you did, IMDb you didn't get it you didn't get it no you're either you're you either watched it and you you didn't get it uh you're lying. You're lying because you probably actually thought it was pretty good, but mm. you you just can't you just can't get on board with something that's not not typical James Wan. Yeah. Or you just or like those are the those are the only two options really. I don't know, like I what is there to what is there to dislike? If this is not your type of movie, then that's fine. Sure. Right? Sure. If this is your type of movie, and you're still hating on it, then why? Then no, it's give me a sense. give me no. a good reason. It's there's it's just because not... it's just because James Wan's name. Exactly. James Wan's name, is and there's a lot of people that don't like James Wan for whatever reason. I don't get it, but it's, there's it's a lot be- of people that don't like him. It's because he's too successful, probably. <laughs> seriously, he he actually made a path in ho- in mainstream Hollywood, and people don't like it. That's seriously what it is. It's like like people hate people hate people who are too successful. Sure. It's why my dad. Yeah. I've said this on the show before. It's why my dad hated Tiger Woods for so long. Mm-hmm. My dad hated Tiger Woods because he was too good at golf. And then once he started banging a bunch of hoes and kind of sucked at golf for a while, then my dad was like, "Yeah, Tiger Woods is pretty awesome." You uh, you ever heard of this guy named Tiger Woods? It's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good kid. Um. All right. Back to the movie here, though. Uh. So. Madison though is having these visions of ever she's she can't figure out what it is she's she's seeing these people die she thinks that she's absolutely going crazy mm-hmm. uh, and once the movie takes a turn to where you start to see what's going on like like you said before it it takes a movie that was already jam packed full of shit and it just puts the brick on the gas and mm-hmm. just goes yeah um, we had made some comparisons to this movie and we're getting into spoiler territory <laughs> here um, we made some comparisons to this movie though about this basically being like basket case like it's very similar to basket case um or and i don't, like I don't the, think i don't think we're the only ones who have who have brought that particular point up oh no no i think that there's been other people uh i think i've read other people comparing it to to basket case i can almost essentially i mean it's essentially the if it, you would have told me this is a remake of basket like a reimagining well, of basket case, I'd believe you. To me, it's like to me, it's very it's basket case, and then also because I'm a huge Stephen King fan, it, it like it pretty clearly draws a, a um a, a pretty obvious parallel between this movie and um the dark half. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because the dark half literally and spoilers. If you're still here and you're listening to spoilers, then it's your own fault. Uh, the dark half literally deals with an absorbed twin. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, uh, whatever you call those, a cannibalized twin or whatever it is, but um, but that movie didn't have the sweet effects that this movie had. 
<laughs> didn't it though? Not really. Not, yes, it not, did. not I mean it did, but not for, the, not for the a movie from a movie from the for for a movie from the what was it, early nineties? Yeah. That movie had some pretty cool effects. I don't know. This movie had amazing effects. So she basically she comes to find out that Gabriel's the name of the uh the ghost that is like haunting her in her dreams or whatever, right? And uh they she she by going through old uh family videos, she realizes that she's talked to Gabriel her entire life. Mm-hmm. Turns out Gabriel was a Siamese twin that they tried to remove from her, but they couldn't remove everything. So they basically just pushed the twin further into her own skull. Well, so Gabriel had become like violent. Yeah. Extremely violent. Um, and so they, yeah, so they decided it was time to remove the cancer. Uh, so they essentially, yeah, removed as much AKA as... AKA malignant. Removed as much of him as they possibly could, but unfortunately, Gabriel and Emily, which was her name at the time, mm-hmm. later changed to Maddie, uh, they shared a brain. And so they cut off as much of Gabriel as they could, and then they basically just shoved the rest of him into her skull. So he was able to... He still had He was there the entire time. He still had his thoughts and was able to like kind of tap into her brain. He can take over her body as and like a, speak a meat to her. suit, basically. Right. Yeah. Um But they at the end of the movie though, there's this really awesome thing where it's you 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 brought up uh the character from Soul Calibur. So when oh, dude, yes. when when Gabriel Well, hold on, hold on. Before okay. before we even get into that, uh Throughout the movie, every time you see this like weird shadowy, which I loved, I loved this antagonist. I thought it was really cool. The first time he shows up, I was not, I was like, I was kind of weirded out by him when he was like really shadowy and almost sort of smoky. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But then you realize later that the only reason he looked like that is because that was the one point in the movie where he was uh, sort of projected as a figment of Maddie's imagination. Mm -hmm. Because, spoilers, she was actually carrying out the axe that... But she also... Because that's the only time you ever see him, aside from during her visions, that's the only time you see him disembodied from her. Correct. And then being in the same space. Yep. Right? Except for her visions. During her visions, they're in the same space, but he's not acknowledging her at all. Well, because she's not actually there, yeah. Right. During during the killing of her husband and the subsequent chase where he like chases her up the stairs and stuff, they're actually sharing the same space and he's after her. Yep. Which is which is why he looks like a shadowy, wispy figure. Because that walks at, backwards. Well, he didn't even walk backwards at that point. Did you notice that? No, I did not. He didn't walk backwards at that point. Interesting. Okay. Um, once she starts having the visions, every time she sees this thing, this this creature, it's moving in this like weird, contorted, like creepy, backwards Valdo kind of way. <laughs> Valdo, exactly. That's it was it was the fight scene in the police precinct. And I was like, this motherfucker is Valdo from Soul Calibur 4. Yeah, it's... Like, hands down, that's what it was. The very last action sequence of this movie takes place in the... Uh, which which lasts, like, 35 minutes. It, it, it's basically <laughs> James Wan's version of Kill Bill. It's what, it remind, <laughs> it's what it reminded me of. It's one person just taking on a shit ton of people. When it's over with, there's just a bunch of dead bodies everywhere. 
Just um, absolutely laying waste. Just carnage. To yeah, everyone it's around it. It's amazing. Uh, but doing it though. So the weird thing is, so okay, so Madison, when she finds out that she has this this twin, she's in the police station and she rips the back of her head open, like grabs onto that cut that she got at the well, beginning he, of the movie. Okay, so we should we should we should kind of address that. She had been living basically her whole life. Uh, kind of being able to control this voice in her head. Uh-huh. When her husband smashed her head into the drywall uh, after they were having a fight, he it opened it. awakened this dormant, uh, absorbed twin yep. inside of her brain. And it didn't just take over her brain; like it actually has a, had a physical presence. Right. Like it actually, like the back of her head split open like a fucking melon, and out <laughs> comes the weird like fucked up face of this absorbed twin and he's got little arms and like it's fucking <laughs> creepy and it's it, well he didn't have arms anymore you're right no no they cut those off you're right when he when they were young right it, so it used her arms it reminded me almost like the face of the weird creature from the brain i think this is the brain the brain i think it's the brain maybe i'm thinking of the wrong thing I could have sworn that it was the brain, though. I, I can't look at my movie collection because it's not there anymore. Are you thinking of Krang? No, 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 no. Because no. it does kind of look like Krang. <laughs> no, there's a. It's the guy. It's the same guy that did, uh, fuck, Frankenhooker and, and stuff. Uh, I can't think. I cannot think of it. Save my life. I cannot think of his name. He did a movie though where there's this little creepy crawly like brain thing that's highly sexual. It's bizarre. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hysterical, but um, it had the same kind of face as that thing. It's like there, but kind of not, you know? Like yeah. It's all deformed and, and weird. and Well, yeah. it's really tiny, too, which makes it kind of comical in a way. Like kind of, yeah. It, like, every time it, every time it's, because it looks, it looks like a kind of a big, intimidating figure when it's all, you know, dressed in its, it's like, it's overcoat. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's trench coat with its hair hanging in its in its face and everything, and then you see the little tiny face underneath. It's like it's hey, kind little, of funny. Little, little tiny face. Um, Frank Hennemotter? is that who you're mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. So what's the brain damage? Brain damage. Brain it. damage. Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay, great movie. All right. Um, you know, it, it, but the the creature though that's on her back though is fucking weird as hell. <laughs> and the thing is, is that whenever it takes control over her body, it turns like her limbs around. So it's moving forward, but like the 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 actual body itself looks like it's moving backwards. Well, it takes you a minute. Bizarre. It takes you a minute to realize it too. Uh, the first the first couple scenes where you see the thing moving around, it's just sort of like stumbling and mm-hmm. fumbling around, and you don't really realize it until like a couple scenes later where you you see it and it's moving, and it's clearly moving backwards. Mm-hmm. And 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 so that's where I that's where I kind of I had my suspicions from the beginning of the movie, uh, pretty quickly actually. Sure. And then once I saw this thing moving backwards, it it really kind of sealed the deal for me because she gets this spot on the back of her head that won't heal up, like it keeps bleeding. Well, after, and then, after he smashed her head into the wall, right. it wouldn't close up. Right, and then every time every time you see this like weird shadowy figure, it's moving backwards, and I was like, like I, that connection 
was made for me pretty quickly. I was like, well, oh, the reason it's moving backwards is because they were Siamese twins and it was attached to the back of her head. Exactly. Like I, I never thought, I, I thought maybe that, I thought maybe they would be like literally two children, like full grown children attached at the back of the head. Like mm-hmm. when they finally revealed Gabriel to be just this like disgusting tumor growing out of the back of her body like that was kind of fucked up but mm-hmm. yeah i i from pretty early on in the movie i thought that they were they were most definitely attached at the back of the head probably sharing a brain which is why he was able to show her uh what he was seeing yeah. and the fact that he communicated through radio signals mm-hmm. i thought was really cool you know, because they cool, they yeah. shared a brain, but she probably she probably controlled the portion of the brain that was responsible for speech. Sure. So he was he needed some other way to be able to communicate, and they never really they never really explain which this is another like how that is possible. This is another part that people like were really pissed off about. Like, oh, this movie didn't make any sense. Like, why can he talk through the radio? Who gives a shit? He can. It's a he cool, just. It's a cool plot device. Yeah, because it's cool. He just can. Like it, it. Like people who get too caught up on these kinds of details piss me off. It's like people I, that don't have a, a, a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you'll watch. Like these are the same people who will watch Friday the Thirteenth, and they will watch Jason walk behind a woman for a mile. And she's sprinting, and she every walks, time she turns around, and the woman from mile, and every time she turns around, he's still there. Yeah, and they go, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then they go, why can this motherfucker talk through the radio? It, it it's not that big of a deal. Just because, sus- he, because he can. Just suspend your disbelief the same way that you do with Jason walking through a forest after mm-hmm. a girl in full sprint. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking thing. Like, don't be so nitpicky. Like, it's just a fun movie. Just have fun with it. Yep, I agree. That's my that's that's like I, one of my biggest issues with horror fans these days. It's like, you just you well, lost. Also, they're also fickle. Like, they're, they're I yeah. I I feel I, I I just feel like so many like I feel like so many horror fans our age in particular have lost their sense of fun. And so yeah. when somebody who is a well established director comes out, like you know somebody who's made a lot of horror that's uh either grounded in something that could realistically happen like the saw movies sure you know sort of realistically happen or something that's grounded or something that's grounded in more um you know like i would say the conjuring movies are grounded uh or like the you know the conjuring universe is grounded more in like uh like in ter- in in terms of like paranormal investigation they're grounded in in more reality you know what i mean yeah like like these people go in and they use like they use like uh tech that's actually available to them yeah tech that's available to them to try and prove or disprove the the it's the, not, the existence it's not some i built this myself kind of thing right and then you jump into a movie like this where it's like, oh, this chick's got a fucking Siamese twin on the back of her head and now he's controlling her brain and he's jumping all over the place, killing people. I buy it. And they just like, and they're like, because he made this movie and because he made this movie, I will not accept this movie. It's just like, yeah. 
fuck you. Just you're missing out. Yeah, if, just, if you're doing that, you're missing out. Just have fun. Yeah. Just have some fun. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And that's yeah. I so, mentioned I mentioned the Kill Bill scene at the end of the movie yeah. earlier. Oh my it's, god. It's dude. easily the best sequence of the entire movie because so Gabriel Gabriel comes so out to play. <laughs> Gabriel takes over the body completely. Comes yeah. out to play, turns his body all weird, Voldo and backwards. Yeah. And literally just fucking runs ramshack on the entire police department. Mm-hmm. Just killing everyone. And I think that my favorite part about that entire sequence is at the end of the movie, she's like just sitting there in a hospital bed. And like 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 no handcuffs or nothing. You just murdered 35 cops. Oh, you just killed 30 people? You you are, you are a cop killer. Why are you so happy right now? Nobody's going to believe the excuse that oh, I had an alien in my head. Like, no, oh, that was the head. That was the head TV show from MTV. I had a Siamese twin and uh, tween. I had a Siamese twin absorbed into my skull. Like, who's going to believe that? Well, and to be fair, at the end of the movie, we don't really see what happens to her. No, uh, my guess though is that. But but like she know. like there's this very empowering moment where she's like, she's like all these years you've you've kept me prisoner and now you're gonna I'm gonna keep you prisoner inside my mind, and it's like yeah that's all well and good and everything but a bunch of people still just saw your body yeah kill forty cops so chances are you're gonna be in prison for the rest of your life yeah. And they kind of like that's the that's like that's the one thing like it they they kind of end the movie on a on a sweet note you know like Sydney and Maddie are hugging each other and they're and uh, Maddie's biological mom who looks like she could be her sister because yep. she's you know only like ten years older than her uh-huh. uh, is sitting there smiling and everything and it's like after you guys get done hugging you're going to jail for the rest of your life <laughs> pretty much yeah. Because all the people who all the people who know what's actually going on with you are dead. Oh, oh I guess I know uh, Shaw didn't die. Shaw didn't die, but oh, Shaw, still. Shaw, and uh, and his partner. Who's going to believe him though? Who's going to believe him? I think they would have to, right? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I think know. they would have to. One of my well, maybe one of my favorite parts, which was just like a stupid, like just funny line, was so. Uh, so uh, Gabriel slash Maddie had laid waste to the entire precinct, mm-hmm. and there's dead bodies laying everywhere. Dead bodies everywhere. Shaw was laying on the ground with a broken arm, and uh, and Moss w- had been like slashed with the the trophy mm-hmm. knife. Yep. And they're both laying there, and then uh, Winnie, the CST, runs in. And she goes, oh, my God, Kikoa, are you okay? Oh, my God. And she picks up her phone, and she holds her phone up to her face, and she goes, why am I calling the police? <laughs> it's like, we are the police. <laughs> oh, is it great? That, that, those are those little bits of comedy built in that make the movie. And that's the thing. There, were, there was yeah. a lot of comedy built into yeah. this. Like, there was, there was plenty of little instances well, there's, there's, of, of, of comedic relief. There's the one time where they're in the, the police station, and uh, uh Kikoa and ooh, I said it right. There you go. Uh, Kikoa and uh, his partner, um, I can't remember. Moss, uh, Moss. Regina. Yeah, Moss. They're sitting there listening to 
Madison and Sydney, and Sydney's like, blah, 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 I will let you cuff me and do this and that. And there's like a break or whatever. And like, Kako is just looking at Moss, and Moss looks back at it like, Moss is like, mm hmm, yeah, you can cuff her. Like, it's, it's, it's like stupid little stuff like that that yeah. is built in that just kind of, it makes, I, I mentioned this when we were watching yesterday. There's a lightheartedness to the movie. Yeah. Yes, it's still a horror movie, but like, it's not taken seriously. Right. There's a lightheartedness to it that is, Perfect for this type of movie. Juan is, and you um, mentioned this right before a guy got his face hacked off, which was still lighthearted. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All the gore in this movie was still kind of everything was like so over the top that it was it was like watching a it was like a fun campy romp. You know, it's like it's like the way that you watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Right, you want to see the kills because they're fun and you have and you have a really good time with them. You're not scared by it. I mean, most people aren't at least. I don't think that anybody would be scared by this movie. I think it fits the bill perfectly for that spooky, like, you know, it, it scratches the horror rich, but it's definitely not the kind of movie that you're going to watch to be scared. There were definitely moments of tension. Sure. Tension's you know, like, not uh, scares. Them. No, no. It's it, it was more so just like, oh, what's going to happen? And yeah. then the stuff happens and you're like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't scary. It was fun. Uh, it was violent and graphic. Mm-hmm. But fun. Uh, one thing that I want to bring up real quick before we end here, because we're getting to the end of the show, uh, the Seattle Underground Tours. Which okay. We all thought yeah. we thought were badass. Yeah. Totally a real thing. Real. Yep. Dude. I kind of want to go visit the underground of Seattle now. That's very cool. Cities built on top of cities. That's so weird. How fucking cool though. That's really Dude, weird. Dude, go to like Europe and stuff like that though. You find it everywhere. Europe. You know, it's it's crazy. Like what's. Oh, the fucking catacombs, dude! I'm, I don't want to get I don't want to get into this because this is a whole next level uh, conversation to have. But like, I want to know what is under my feet at all times because you know there's just shit everywhere. Every continent, every every city, every everything. There's something underneath it. Yeah. Fuck. Why do you think I love the book It so much? Well, there you go. Because they spend like a decent amount of time under your feet. I also loved Book It. I was very good at it. Oh, Book in, It. When I was in elementary school. <laughs> pizza get some, getting pizzas, baby. Get some fucking sweet erasers, some badass right? Ferrari posters. A sweet pin with little star stickers oh, on dude. it. Right? Yeah. So dope. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, I think on that note, uh, yeah, man, we've that's, come to the end. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I don't know if we did a good job actually describing this no, movie. No, it doesn't people, matter. Like anybody, anybody who listened to this should have already watched the movie. Agreed. Uh, and if you didn't watch the movie, shame on you. Agreed. And uh, and 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 if you are confused right now, that means you didn't watch the movie. So Agreed. just go watch it. Come back. Listen to this again. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Bump like those, we might bump bump those numbers up. We might talk in knots, but that's fine. Yeah. If you if you've seen the movie, you get what we're saying. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. We um, we, we had a fun time watching this movie. We really did. I think I think like. I think James Wan, obviously, there's people comparing it to Giallo, which I don't really... I don't get it. I don't really either. Maybe, I don't, maybe we haven't watched enough Giallo to get it, but... I, I haven't I watched enough it. Giallo because I don't like Giallo. Sinner. Sinner. But, uh, yeah, How I don't know. You? Like, if this, if, if, if more Giallo movies were like this, maybe I would watch yeah. more Giallo. <laughs> saying this movie is like Giallo is, is almost saying like, oh... Evil Dead 2 is giallo. I don't understand that entirely. Because they're, they're very, very similar looking movies. They feel the same. Okay. I thought they did at least. All right. 
I don't know. All right, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. It was a half-cocked half thought. Anyway, uh, I don't care. I liked this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that everybody should watch it and report back to us. Let, Let us know you, what you think. Is it a bloody good film? <laughs> I feel another collab coming up. <laughs> yes, it was. It was fun. I agree. It was I very agree. fun. Very yeah. fun. Very uh, bloody. Very enjoyable. Very bloody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think everybody should check it out. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. We, I think you should check us out on the socials, James. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. If you want to find us on the socials, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, yeah, we're on all major streaming services. So uh, tell a friend to listen to us. They can find us anywhere they get their podcast fixes. Um, as far as the next couple of weeks go, it's going to be very up in the air. We're not going to be recording now, or at least there's not going to be a new episode for... No, we're not going to be recording for three weeks. Right. This episode. This episode's going to come out next week. Correct. Yeah, on we're, the, we're recording on like ahead. the fourth or fifth or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be um, my crazy time with the move and all that. You know, the whole reason that we are taking time off of every week anyway right. is this next week coming up. So um, by the time we get back to doing this at your place, man, I'm going to be itching to talk about some movies. Yeah. I can promise you that. So we got to have a really good comeback episode. And I'm going to be itching because of herpes. Crabs. Oh. That, yeah. That's yeah. It. Either way. Yeah. Either way is fine. <laughs> but uh, until then, James. Yeah. No idea what we're doing, but until then. Hey, I'll see you at. Uh, Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll use I'll, the glass. I'll see you at the hangar, bud. I'll see, I'll see you at the hangar, bro. You got to get a sign now that says the hangar. Oh, fuck yeah. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.